When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that's in your nose. Uh, I'm your—I don't know what that meant. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Ryan Nightstein. With me, as always, is Scotty Ad Edwards. Scotty, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm dressed for—I'm dressed for Halloween. <laughs> I'm going as John Cena today. Um, doing great. Doing great. I'm feeling oozy. I don't know if anyone else is feeling oozy, but I'm personally feeling oozy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was great great uh segment on smackdown the only thing i watched from wwe this week we're gonna keep it that way um but i'm I'm feeling good we are we are here another rig post radio yeah plenty to talk about yeah 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 (laughs) there's only there's only two things i get as piped up in this morning and that's brian danielson's theme music and screaming yeah at the top of our lungs Except I was screaming, I like Matt Taven before the show, too. So. That's, that's also true. You were also, I can confirm, you were screaming, I well, you were screaming, I like Matt Taven, and I'm Matt Taven, so. Oh, yeah, well, I, I did that first, and then I was like, wait a minute, I can make it my own chant. <laughs> wait, I can be Matt Taven. <laughs> I like Matt Taven. Aren't we all Matt Taven at the end of the day? <sighs> Some people hate Matt Taven, I'm just telling you, you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, and hindsight uh, ter- deemed well for uh, yeah. Matt Taven to win that title. Let's just remember, Ring of Honor made the right choice at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. No well, matter what, they were gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> so without without the elite, they were gonna die. That's that's true. That is actually true. Is that it doesn't in all in hindsight none of it mattered because it wasn't their fault that Ring of Honor died. It was the the company that they were owned by. Yeah, so. <laughs> it wasn't that decision's fault. It wasn't Matt Taven's fault at all. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm fully on board with Matt Taven. <laughs> You're right. It, it isn't Matt Taven's fault at all that the company died. The company didn't die because of Ring of Honor. Now, exactly. now, if Ring of Honor was in a better foothold, maybe they could have you know, survived the budget cuts. But, uh, but that's another story. <laughs> that's another story. But ultimately, they were not the thing that the setting factor. A bad baseball deal, if I recall, TV deal screwed over Sinclair. So, uh, yeah, no, we're starting off the show hot with Matt Taven defense <laughs> takes. Here we go, baby. Hey, I'm always here to defend Matt Taven. Did you know 
So I went to a sh- okay. This is story time with Scott E and Ryan. Uh, this is I think sometimes the best part of the show personally. Um, so one time I went to a Ring of Honor taping mm-hmm. when Matt Taven was champion. Yeah, Ring of Honor World Champion. It was Mass Hyster- Hysteria. I think I think that's what it's called. That was the name of the show. Yeah, so you can look it up. You can uh, tell oh. me what the card was. I'm looking it up now. Um, but it was one of the most fun shows I've ever been to. Could I tell you what matches happened? No. <laughs> but I, could I tell you that Matt Taven was over as hell and that it was just a great time? I also sat in the front row. I know T- uh, Tamatonga bumped into me. Maybe that's when he was like, yeah, I need to block this guy. Um, he unblocked me, though. Shout out Tamatonga. Oh, good, um, the good guy once again. <laughs> yeah, Frankie Kazarian still doesn't like me, but, you know, yeah. that's fine. Um, you're, you're you're anti-impact currently, so that's fine. <laughs> no, I said uh, he's the I had a take, but it's yeah. not a needed take right now. So, all right, I'll say it. If uh, if all of this leads to Black Tourist being X Division champion, it was worth it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yes, I went to that show. It's one of the most fun shows I've had. Ring of Honor in its days of like not so much glory was a great time. It was a great time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I never went to a Ring of Honor tape, television taping because obviously I lived in Baltimore at the time. So, you know, they had a lot of shows at UMBC Event Center. Um, I found the show. Oh, perfect. Because I was like looking over it. I was like, uh, where is the show? Sure. Hit me. So we have the Tate Twins. Okay. So the boys. The boys. Against Shinobi Shadow Squad, Cheeseburger, and Ryan Nova. I probably saw that. I saw that intro match also in Baltimore. <laughs> We had a dark top prospect tournament first round match. Joey Joe Keys versus Dante Caballero. Yeah. Both both went on to become Ring of Honor trainee yeah. people still. We had Ring of Honor tag team title match. The Briscoes defending against the Bouncers. That's the match where Tamatonga and uh Tam- uh Tangaloa ran out after the match when the lights went out and it absolutely wrecked me. Perfect. <laughs> um <laughs> That was actually a really fun match. It wasn't good. It was just I was about to say it doesn't sound like a great match. It sounds like it had live wrestling is a lot more fun when you know when you're seeing those types of things. Yeah, we had Jimmy Preston versus Christian Casanova, aka Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, who's Jimmy Preston? I one man thrill ride. That is his name currently. He's sure. from Boston, Massachusetts. So All right, local local, local talent. It's probably uh, a look. It's probably a look at match for uh... Casanova was local so yeah i wonder if it so. was a tryout match for casanova a little yeah. bit it's stylus young versus pj black sure sure <laughs> we had oh this is wild angelina love versus tasha steels versus the current electra lopez can't tell you i remember that one Th- this reminded me i think i probably went to when i probably i didn't go to a taping but i went to like a night of some sort of yeah you know whatever and i think there was one of the matches was a tag match that i don't know who the who the women were but i remember it was like electra lopez was in there and she was teaming up with chris statlander oh this was <laughs> a pay-per-view technically oh this was a mass hysteria it was, was a it was a it was a honor club special ah. Uh. Uh, okay. An honor club special. Let me see if we can we find had that Chris Stat match. An ROH World Television title match. Shane Taylor 
versus Eli Isom. You kidding me? <laughs> that doesn't get you excited? Come on. Oh man, this is uh, oh these this last is, four matches are pretty good. This is it. Ring this is the show I went to. Ring of Honor Road to G one Supercard Night Four. Yeah, baby. Oh, get into oh, it. Night four. I went to some of the World War of the World shows with uh like when New Japan came over, those were great. Yeah. Um like Kenny K I N G King versus Dragon Lee. Pretty yeah, good. That kind of kicked. Uh, villain Enterprises Redacted in PCO versus Lifeblood. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, and Lifeblood. Dito and Mark Haskins. I had some. I, I think I. Good. I think I had some Lifeblood on this show. Oh, I did have Lifeblood on this show. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I remember that being pretty good. We had Roosh versus Dalton Castle. So that continued. That's pretty. And good. the main event was the Kingdoms: Matt Taven, TKO Ryan, and Vinny Merseglia. Versus Jonathan Gresham, Jay Lethal, and a returning Alex Shelley. Returning Ooh. to pro wrestling, Alex Shelley. So it wasn't that bad. It was a good time. It was a good time. Not that bad. C.K. Ryan, man. T.K. Ryan fell off the face of the earth, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did. He was one of those guys that were really like, yeah, we, we I exist because of this bad ring of honor. Yeah, he. I mean, I remember he got injured, but then he just like never came back. <laughs> he just never He's existed, like, fella. Yeah, I'm good. I the G1 Supercard just real quickly: Roosh versus Tracy Williams. Not bad, right? Bad. Not bad. Shinobi Shadow Squad versus Coast to Coast, Shaheem Ali and LSG, and Colin Delaney was uh, the third member of that team. Mark Haskins, Lifeblood member, Mark Haskins yeah, versus does. Silas Young. Uh, this is the match I was talking about. Jenny Rose and Sumi Sakai versus Gabby Ortiz uh, and uh, Carissa Riviera, a.k.a. Electra Lopez, versus Tasha Steeles and Chris Statlander. <laughs> That's a triple threat tag match there. Uh, this match ruled ass. Ring of Honor World Tag Team match. The Briscoes versus Brody King and PCO. That one ruled. Uh, then we had Kenny K-I-N-G King. Ruled ass, I believe, is what you said. Kenny K-I-N-G King versus PJ Black. Marty Scroll versus Shane Taylor. And then a three-way tag to main event. Jay Lethal and Jeff Cobb versus Lifeblood, Bandito and Juice <laughs> Robinson versus Ooh. The Kingdom, TK Orion and Vinny Marsiglia. That's, that's... That sounds right. That's two-thirds of <laughs> kicking ass right, right there. I, I looked up the War of the World show I saw in 2018, so I have to run through it now. Please. I, I, I'm going to do it quick. I hope the audience appreciate this as much as I appreciate yes, this. You're welcome. Uh, the Briscoes, Briscoe Brothers, of course, versus Flip Gordon and Jushin Thunder Liger. <laughs> um, what the Deanna fuck? Par- Deanna Perrazzo and Skyler, don't know who that is, versus Sumi Sakai and Tennille Dashwood. Sure, sure, why not? Coast to coast. I had coast to coast. Don't you worry. Uh, I don't know who they are. Versus uh, the Kingdoms, TKO, Ryan, and Vinnie Mersigli. It wasn't a good match, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Cheeseburger versus Bully Ray. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> um, Rocky Romero show and yo versus the Bullet Club team of Marty Skrull, Hangman Page, and Cody. All right. Brian Malonis, Silas Young, and the Beer City Bruiser versus Tetsuya Naito, Evil, and Sonata. <laughs> At least he's on Naito live. I, I think yeah. I saw 
when I saw L- Liger. when I saw L- Ann Liger, when I saw Lij live and and UMBC, it was Evil Bushi and Sonata, and I was just like, oh, all right, <laughs> come on. Um, <laughs> Jay Lethal versus Chucky T versus Switchblade Jay White. Um, SoCal Uncensored, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky versus The Kingdom for the six-man tag team titles. That's when The Kingdom won them. Um, And the main event was Bushi and Hiromo Takahashi versus The Young Bucks. That I remember slapping. Um, You know, it's... This Bully Ray era of Ring of Honor, it had some sleepers, but there had was also charm. had some charm to it. But there was also like a lot of like crap in there, <laughs> you know. Oh, he- yeah. Hearing all these matches, hearing all these wrestlers, just like yeah, a lot of like no that was name elite era. <laughs> yeah, that was a oh yeah, it was the elite era. Yeah, because I saw you know I saw like the Young Bucks wrestling. You saw Paige and stuff like yeah, it's. It's wild <laughs> the amount of stuff happening on these shows uh, that also aren't anything at all. <laughs> yeah, I uh, also before that I remember. So they did meet and greets, mm-hmm. and of course, of course, out of all the people that were there, I met Cody. <laughs> of, cor- of course, you got to. Of course, great guy, by the way. Um, just know him was in Jay White's line, and I just think back to that all the time. I'm like, man, that would not be the same now. <laughs> no, no, no. That's and that's when he was. That's excursion, Jay White, probably. IW, no, that was when he was IWGP US champion. <laughs> oh, yeah. At that, that time, yeah, it would have been him. Yeah. Wow. Why was he there? <laughs> what? Well, I mean, Sonata, Naito, Evil, uh, Hiromu. Jushin Liger. Bushi, Jushin Thunder Liger were all there. Why was Jay White there? He was on the card. He was just a meet and greet? He was on the card. Oh, he was? Oh, okay. He fought Jay Lethal and Chucky e. T in a triple threat match. Oh, my apologies. Which was actually pretty good. Oh, there we go. There we, That sounds actually, that sounds like that could be pretty good. Uh, we should probably do the rest of our show. Yeah, yeah luckily we don't have a lot of big topics uh, to talk about. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, we got a big show, I would say. We always have a big show, of course. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, New Japan. Show. New Japan Rumble on 44th Street and the night before that. Uh, we're going to preview the New Japan Battle Autumn, their final night of their tour, which is always, you know, multi-title defenses. That's what they always do on these end of these big tours. So a lot of big stuff before we get to historic crossover for New Japan. We're going to, if we have time, preview Crown Jewel, uh, another salty show for WWE. Uh, money. Uh, the Brawl Out investigation is seemingly over. So we're going to finally close that out. Wrap it up with a nice little ribbon and send it on its way. Uh, never to be seen again. Hopefully. Ideally. <laughs> and of course, I doubt it. And of course, we got some news. So we're going to start off with the news here first, folks. Uh, Don't sound so happy about the news. And we have some news. Oh, I got some happy news. But we're going to do this one first. We're going to do contract updates. So uh, it's reported that both Bandito and Juice Robinson have officially signed agreements to work with AEW. On top of that, WWE is making more moves to re-sign. Lifeblood, baby. <laughs> 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 yeah, I hear AEW is looking at Mark Haskins next. Here we go. Lifeblood combo. Uh, well, they, they missed out on one Lifeblood member, and that was WWE re-signing Emma, formerly known as Tennille Dashwood, formerly known as Lifeblood member Tennille Dashwood. Uh, we saw her show up on SmackDown, and there are also reports 
that WWE is looking to re-sign Chelsea Green, Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, and other uh, female At talent. That finally gets some talent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not Chelsea Green. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking to re-sign uh, other female talent that presumably uh, WWE has cut in the past. So if you're a female wrestler that worked with WWE in the past five years and it got cut at some point, keep that phone open. <laughs> get get your schedule open because you never know sure, who's going to come a call. Has your phone. I'm, sh- I'm sure CJ Perry is is phone. waiting every day. You know. Oh. So we'll we'll see, but yeah, thoughts on those contract news? Any any quick thoughts on those? Juice, yeah, baby. I'm so happy for Juice. Okay, so it's funny. Um, on Twitter this week, I presented the idea to the world that Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson is the feud to wake both of them up. Uh, that tweet kinda blew up, which I was not ready for. You got you got a Ricky Starks reaction. <laughs> I got two. I got so Ricky Stark said I think he's awesome. And I was like, all right, so great. And then Bailey responded and said, "Wow, when's this?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> um. So hopefully that does something. But Juice is an interesting sighting, right? Because I think so few people know how good he is. American audience for sure. Yeah, and I, I, I that night that like this was it wasn't announced, but it was kind of revealed that he signed a contract. I went back and watched some of his promos from after like during the G one and whatnot. I was like, man, you got if if this guy can get drive back, he is as good a signing as there is. I don't know if he's gonna stay rock hard or not. I'm sure he will because he might still stay with New Japan, but. He doesn't need to be babyface to have that drive and to be a great promo and to be a good wrestler. I mean, we watched him versus David Finley in the G1. That was, like, to me, the best version of this character we can get, Mm -hmm. right? Just kind of a prick who is also, like, kind of a bitch at times, right? Like, David Finley starts to hurt him. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please leave me alone. (laughs) Um, And I think if you can get that out of him, which, mm-hmm. if you give him promo time, if you just give him time on TV, it's going to happen. We also have to remember who he's married to and why uh, yeah. this makes so much sense. Easy um, pick for why him. He would sign a contract. But um, I just hope Juice gets some inspiration because he can be a really great add to this company. Yeah, I think Juice is uh, a, a perfect make sense signing for AEW, if that's the case. Uh, this company is obviously huge on guys that can uh, cut great promos. They're a good talking promotion. Uh, so Juice is a fantastic promo. Um, he, I would say he's a better face promo than a heel promo, but you know he's only been a heel for so long, so we haven't seen the greatness that yeah. could come from that. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, I guess I had two getting questions. Getting sick didn't help him. No, getting sick did not help him. But, you know, we'll see see how it all comes out. I got two questions for you. One about uh, Juice and the other about uh, WB's signing female talent. Number one of Juice, uh, if he stays heel, stays Bullet Club, do you see at some point AEW creating some sort of AEW, more formal AEW Bullet Club contingent and of their roster? With, I guess, Juice as its leader? I mean, probably. We were very close with the Elite mm-hmm. at one point when it was Adam Cole and the Bucks and uh, 
I don't think Gallows and Anderson were around at the time, but there was a point when they were around that was also kind of Bullet Club. Um, so yeah, I I could see them do that. Do you think they we'll, have enough guys? Yeah, we'll t- convert some guys to Bullet Club. Yeah, for yeah some... I mean Impact did the same. Yeah, I mean I don't see uh, Ace I... and Chris Bay, which uh, you know working for them. I think uh, he said uh, if they go to if they go to Junior Tag League, then yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I think that's actually a good idea. Um, and then the second idea for the female talent, uh, how do you feel about WWE re-signing a bunch more female talent? Like, I mean, obviously WWE has been re-signing. They haven't really signed anyone new per se, but they've just been re-signing everyone that's been let go over the past couple of years. How do you feel about them? One, I guess that practice and two, all the, you know, just, is, does it feel like anybody and everybody, or is it like we're just oh, making choices? It sure does feel like anybody and everybody when you bring back Tennille Dashwood. Uh, uh, it makes sense because they they went like a decent chunk with just having no one on the rosters. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone posted a uh, picture yesterday. Like SmackDown's roster is getting bigger, and I looked at it. I was like, "That doesn't mean it's getting better." Yeah, uh, it, it looks bad. It's kind of bad. Um, you know, Emma's fine, but like no one was clamoring for her to come back. Not a single soul. Um, if this is your response to Paige going to AEW, then that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good to sign people, but you should be picking the right ones that are actually gonna offer you something like yeah. me yim's a great signing because i think she actually built up her name when she left yeah um i think knox hasn't wrestled yeah at all now i know she had visa issues that was part of the problem but still she hasn't wrestled at all yeah. um and chelsea green i mean bring you back I, also just chelsea green you know yeah yeah, well, Matt Cardona shouldn't go back. I agree. We we <laughs> talked about this previously. Is that Matt Cardona's his act only his current act only works as an ex WWE employee. Yeah, it, it doesn't yeah, work I otherwise. Like to me, to me, Matt Cardona, if if every company uses him as smart, could be the top heel. Yeah, for them, like he could be the top heel for Impact tomorrow. Um, I don't know what he does in NWA, nor do I fucking care. Um, I know he was great in GCW. I don't. I know he just kind of runs there less now, but I definitely don't want him to go back. And I kind of thought Chelsea added it to his character more than anything. Of course. So yeah. But this is like the third time they're signing Chelsea. I don't know how many times she could possibly go back and do nothing. But hey, have fun. You know they didn't, they didn't say that, but you know you have to also imagine. You know that we're saying Chelsea, we're saying Tegan, we're saying Nia. No one's saying Diana. <laughs> I'm saying Diana. Maybe is Diana getting lumped into that and other I female talent? I hope so. She's she would be great in AEW. I think, I think she's going. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the next bit of news. Which uh, I obviously this is a surprise. I told you not to watch this, and there's two bits of news. Oh, so Jesus, fuck. Uh, we're it's just gonna we're it's back in Noah. Back in Noah is the news. So we're gonna start off with this one. This is gonna be a little spoilery for you and anyone that hasn't watched the show. So skip forward a little bit. Uh, we have the main the results in the main event uh, of the GHC, whatever the heck, the Revival show or whatever it's called. So the winner of the main event, which was the GHC heavyweight title match between Kaito Kiyomiya and <laughs> an old Ironhead, um, Kazuyuki Fujita. 
the the person that retained their title was Kaito Kiyomiya. Uh, won the match. He retained the title. Ironhead uh, lost. Now, Ironhead destroyed him the entire match, and it took, like, one roll-up at the end to get the win. But, you know, he got, funny. we got through Fujita. <laughs> we got through Fujita. So, uh... uh uh, and then, following the match, someone challenged someone challenged uh, Kaito Kiyomiya, and it was not Muto, not Muta. It was Timothy Thatcher. Oh, all right, that's kind of cool. All right, so thoughts all on right. thoughts on that main event result? Oh, I can breathe. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's I surprising. Can... I'm truly surprised that they went with with Kiyomiya and not Fujita. Well, they went with the right choice. I, I agree. I agree. That's what I'm surprised about, that they went with the right choice there. Well, that, he was, we, we talked about this last week. He's like the first guy that successfully defended his title in the first first match in months. Since, since Fujita. Cyber Fight Festival. <laughs> yeah, since Fujita. Um, that's a great sign uh, because to me, to me, I think Kimi is just the guy you got to ride for a while, um, for obvious reasons. Not just yeah. because you have been playing hot potato with your world title, but because he is your guy. You've tried to make him your guy for years. He feels like the guy now. Keep riding with him, mm-hmm. uh, and you'll set him up for a big match. Oh, thank God, man! Timothy Thatcher's a good one. I really like that. Those two should have a great match. Thatcher um, is a currently undefeated in Noah, as well. Oh, he kind of well, he lost that the tag titles. Well, singles competition, he's undefeated uh, in. Yeah, which well, it's like uh, two matches or something. Helps that you weren't in the N one. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, that's that's exciting. That's yeah, exciting. I agree. I I think that's you know it's something new. It's something Noah different. has a brighter future all of a sudden. It, it's they're like Impact where they have they have their ups and downs, and and you know that match will probably they take are place just like Impact. That was a great comp. Except Fujita that- is Bully Ray. Except I like Fujita. <laughs> is Bully Ray. Oh no! Oh no! So Fujita's one. He's good. And two, bald, bald. <laughs> Three, Ironhead. Four, beard. Good. Beard. Five, <laughs> five. Um, he wears a singlet. All right, I read out of things. Um, so that match will probably Tra- trained by Anoki. Yeah, that on, match will know. probably take place on their next big show, which looks to be January first. Um, oh, uh, which they also announced another match January first, uh, and it was a singles match for the Great Muda. Ah, oh, Great Muda. Yeah, it's a singles match, not against a Noah talent, not against a New Japan talent, not even against an AEW talent. Oh dear God! In fact, Scotty. All the way from the sandy shores of Orlando, the great Muda on January 1st in a singles match will be facing Shinsuke Nakamura. What? <laughs> that is a legit match. <laughs> the graphic is out there. There was a video package announcing it with Nakamura talking to doing cutting a promo. It's happening January 1st in Noah. You think. Do you think there's any chance they're giving Nakamura to New Japan for the fourth too, since he's gonna be there? I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt, 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 doubt. But doubt they give him to Noah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's making his Noah return. Shinsuke Nakamura is. 
to face the great Muta. I'm speechless. I'm without speech. <laughs> He's without speech. Scotty, uh, the match is happening. To me, that's sick. Really feels like, <laughs> you know, that really feels like this, uh, this um, retirement what? thing's happening. And that, to me, that, by the way, that screams uh, also great Muta possibly doing a WWE Hall of Fame uh, induction oh, yeah. thing. That's, that's that screams to me as well. Why can't it be Muto? <laughs> well, it's, it's American audiences. That's probably why. No, but Muto versus Shinsuke would that'd be, that'd be sick. I agree, oh but it, God, it's Muta. Muta's doing that for American audiences. We all know what you know. It's Muta for U.S. kids. I mean, we all know that part. But yeah, no, Shinsuke is returning to Japan, wrestling for Noah. I'm not I, what I signed up for. Yeah, right. so that's the surprise. <laughs> thoughts, Scotty? Any thoughts regarding that match? Noah's fucking sick. Let's go. <laughs> this is great. This is great. That's like Noah's back, baby. <laughs> the Stowa said, "Yeah, I'll retire and book." <laughs> oh, all right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> that's the moment the Stowa's gone. He's like, "All right, let's get Shinsuke in." Oh, he's really he's booking two countries at the same time. We can only ask him to do so much. <laughs> yeah, no, wow. uh, yeah, it's uh, that's wild. I mean, Nakamura's probably winning the match, of course, but it's singles match, man. Pretty Are crazy. You sure, it is Noah. It is. It's, it, it's not Noah. It's Muto. <laughs> By the way, I, I was talking about this um, this week. Uh, how can you not appreciate Keiji Muto? This man, this man is like a happy old grandfather. Anytime you see him out of a ring, mm-hmm. but the moment wrestling comes around, he's an absolute prick and has to win. And I absolutely <laughs> love that. I absolutely love that. What a guy. Ah, what a legend. Yeah, he, so he's showing up. He's not retiring. No. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to be beating Kaito Kiyomiya for that title. He's going to be here in the U.S. just as the great Muda, making a bank on every show possible. He's going to show up uh, to the, <laughs> the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony with the GHC heavyweight title around his waist. That's what I'm waiting for, baby. That would be sick. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, so they, that's what that tells me. As I feel like you know, it's WWE. You know, you get something, you give something. I wouldn't be surprised if the you know he wants he's going to. And by the way, that's a good way to get uh, Muto away from you know retire you know away from wrestling again is to have him sign a WWE Legends contract where he makes money and they sell you know sell his gimmicks, sells T shirts and all that stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Have him show up and miss a couple people every once in a while. You know, that, that honestly, you know, have like Asuka, you know, Muto manage Asuka or whatever bullcrap. Jesus. <laughs> I was pulling right. stuff out of my butt. Uh, we're, we're, we're going off the cliff here. Let's, press yeah, let's climb back up. <laughs> but I like that. So we're getting, we're getting Muta versus Nakamura. Muta That's teaming up with, with Sting. Uh, so it's it's got some crazy Muta stuff. Muta is bringing wrestling. Muta is the forbidden door. <laughs> Yeah, so I get excited about that again. January first is that match. Can't wait. Can't, Can't wait. wait. Uh, well, it's time to get on to the the big bits here. But uh, of course, uh, we have some uh, breaking news. Breaking news: We have another brawl out update. Oh, you said breaking out. You said. Oh, Jesus. And this this brawl this brawl out update. Chomp chomp. 
uh, is, of course, uh, I'm going to be subtitling it The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Uh, so I got. Oh, uh, you should have called it The Good, The Bad, and The Larry. <laughs> Uh, um, so yeah, so this, this so this isn't breaking news. No, this of course not is breaking news. <laughs> I got you again two weeks in a row on the same bit. Uh, well, I, I I don't know. I feel like if you're gonna say it's breaking news, you're not gonna lie to me like a jerk. No, I should have said breaking news for the Nakamura thing because that literally was that breaking news. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. In Noah. So this, of course, is the good, the bad, and the ugly. It appears that, well, I wouldn't say appears, but everything, all the signs lead to that the brawlout investigation is finally over. Uh, and when that, that, that ice is thawed out, uh, a bunch of news is coming forth. So we have it called the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, bits, of, bits of news about this whole situation that I deem good, bad, and ugly. So let's get to it. The good, Scotty. Fightful reported that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are backstage at AEW Dynamite, back in their roles, and they can come back immediately. But then, of course, on Dynamite, we saw a commercial playing, uh, showing that the Elite were getting erased from the, their own history and all Elite wrestling. Uh, so even more teases that, uh, you know, basically AEW's building up the idea that they are going to be making their return at some point. We don't know when, but the Elite are back. They are staying, and they are coming back to television at some point in the near future. So thoughts on the good news, the elite are back. Well, do you remember what I said last week? If they're not back by full gear, that something went wrong. Mm-hmm. So this is a good start. Um, don't, don't push it out. Just do them in death triangle at full gear. Let's not, let's not make it difficult. Just do it. I, that's all anyone wants. Just give them, you know, give them back the titles. It's fine. It um, makes it makes the most sense to go straight to that. It does. It does. And uh, I'm very happy that they're back. I feel like we had Ken- we had Kenny for a second. He delivered three fantastic matches, and then he went away. Um, not that by his choice, obviously. You know, he was there to save Larry after all, mm-hmm. um, or beat the shit out of Larry, whichever he, <laughs> whichever story you want to wanna believe. Tomato, tomato. Um, I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, but no, I'm I'm very excited. I I said uh, was it last week? I tweeted out my dream is for the elite to come back and me to never hear about brawl out ever again. So I hope I hope we're getting closer to that. We're getting close to that. Uh, to put in perspective how great uh, Kenny Omega's return was for me, he's only wrestled three matches this year when, his, when he returned, and he is uh, number 24 on my on my <laughs> Wrestler of the Year ranking list. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, if he, if he went by average, he'd probably be number one. I mean, uh, number one currently is Will Ospreay. If Kenny no, Omega by the had... average match. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. He would probably yeah. be one. All three of those matches were uh, more than four stars So for Omega. So it's shot him up there. He's, oh, it's actually, yeah, he's like right. He's tied with Eddie Kingston. He's had as good as Eddie Kingston has, according to my poll. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the Elite coming back. This is obviously huge news, Uh, you know, um, I like to see that they're back. You know, we've obviously seen with them gone, Punk gone, that uh, uh, that AEW can be fine without them, but I'm more than happy to welcome them back and get, like I said about Kenny Omega, another slew of great matches because I love great matches. So 
Uh, I'm not unhappy about Tony that. Tony Khan does too. That's the only thing he knows how to book. We'll get to that. Uh, oh, Rampage. <laughs> Rampage baby, please. It's Rampage baby. Uh, this is Rampage baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm excited about the Elite coming back. Number I think. Thing. Who? Uh, I think. It, I feel like he might be injured or something. I feel like they're, te- they're old. Doing I feel like That'd it's. Be fitting. Well, I think it's like he's injured, maybe, but then they're also probably saving him for Muda. Saving yeah. him for Muda. Um, that's a big match. You don't want to let down. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I think the elite is a great move. I'm excited to see them back on television. Oh, you do? Yeah, I think it's a great, a great, <laughs> si- a good signing. One of the most I think it's popular a, action wrestling. I think it's a pretty good signing. You know, I think you know you could have done other stuff, but yeah, if you're gonna get the elite, you gotta get them. I guess. Uh, yeah, I no. Agree. Uh, when they come back, I don't know. I think. I mean, do, do they return at full gear to challenge for the they belts? They should do November 9th. That's what the Wednesday before in Boston. Ooh, the one you're They're going saying they should do that one. It just so happened. Uh, uh, just a thought. Just a thought. The, the same. The same show where a uh, uh, Electra Lopez wrestled. Uh, what's her face or or <laughs> Lifeblood? Lifeblood were on the stage and and battling it out versus other. Listen, people. listen, listen. If I get Lifeblood to team on the show I'm at, which would be Bandito just Robinson, that'd be sick. Now, if you're if you're make no sense. If you're Tony Khan, is one of the first matches you do Bandito versus Juice Robinson? Lifeblood explodes. Oh, <laughs> uh, I remember when they announced Lifeblood. I remember looking at the faction. I was like, "What? <laughs> what, what were the members? It was Juice, Mark Haskins, Juice, Mark Haskins, Bandito, Tennille Dashwood, Tennille Dashwood, and I think it was one more person. I feel like there was also one. Was it Flip? I don't think it was it flip. Might have been flipped. Lifeblood ROH. I don't think it was flip. Not ours. Jesus. Was it David Finley? That would make sense. It probably was. Yeah. That makes sense if it, it was Juice. Was. <laughs> it was Juice Robinson, Bandito, David Finley, there it is. Mark Haskins, Tracy Williams, and Tennille Dash. Tracy Williams was in there too. I forgot. Few things make less sense than that group. Yeah, it was a it was a solid idea, it, you know. Not uh, that it really. Did, it did not pan out one. Their bit. debut, they defeated Dalton Castle, Flip Gordon, Jay Lethal, Jeff Cobb, and Jonathan Gresham. Damn, coming out coming out to the scene hard, uh, like what? Toss Bandito in there with Mark Haskins. With, Let's see them cook. They said it didn't cook. Did not. It cook. boiled. Uh, it got raw. It got it. It, it, it was overdone. <laughs> Simply overdone. Um, well, let's move on to brawl out update. Chomp chomp. Uh, the bad sources told Fightful. This is bad because you know it's bad that this happened. Sources told. Yeah, worked there. Sources told Fightful that Jericho allegedly told Punk uh, following the brawl uh, that he was quote a cancer to the locker room and quote a detriment to AEW. Jericho reportedly very angry at Punk about Punk's perceived lack of professionalism and decorum during his press conference appearance. I, I would, t- I would personally, I would write off a uh, perceived lack of professionalism and decorum, but you know, have what have you, uh, as well as the events of the backstage fight. Uh, whilst Punk's response was not reported verbatim, it is believed Punk told Jericho that it was none of his business. Uh, five four received confirmation of the exchange uh, from someone close to Punk. So I'd say it's bad uh, because uh, it's bad that Jericho had to say that. Uh, and I'm kind of shoehorning it in just to do with the bit. But 
thoughts on Jericho stepping up uh, for what, like the third time in his career, going up to a guy and saying, hey, get out of my locker room and uh, stay out. <laughs> he, he gets beaten up in a brawl and then Jericho runs up and stay out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Jericho here? Um, It's very fitting. That he won the Ring of Honor World title <laughs> <laughs> after saying "CM Punk, get the fuck out of here." Uh, hmm. It's good. It's a good person to have lead your locker room. I think that's yeah. really important. Um, I think that's the most important thing is that what we're yeah. getting out of this. I mean, what we, you know, before it was what the Elite and Punk, and now after all this, it became Jericho, Moxley, and Danielson. And, you know, as many, you know, as much as you can dis- disagree with Jericho's own opinions outside of wrestling, uh, inside of wrestling, he's obviously very loyal to the company that he yeah. is working for uh, yeah. at any point in time. I mean, this time. is the guy that was willing to fight Brock Lesnar backstage. So yeah, yeah. He's psychotic. He, he is absolutely psychotic. He is super loyal to the, the to the company, to the locker room. He, he is a... You know, you have the discussion about, you know, locker room leadership with, you know, surrounding punk and all that stuff. Jericho is somebody that, you know, might not, he might not be like the outright outspoken locker room leader, but he is definitely a guy that is willing Probably to do, willing to fight Brock Lenzer to maintain locker room uh, peace and peace, I guess. You know, I got, and I respect it. And I, you know, at the end of the day, you got to respect that. Yeah. Yeah. I respect it. I respect how he uh, handled it. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, has been easy time for them. So, yeah, and we'll move on into the ugly conversation. And it was uh, Wrestling Inc. Nick Hausman. Uh, you remember Nick Hausman, the guy that got called on for being a Colt Cabana friend uh, during CM Punk's rant. Um, called a Colt Cabana Mark. That's what it was. Such thing. Yeah. Uh, basically, he broke the report, exclusive report with CM Punk's camp um about uh news from the aew brawl out fallout situation um so according to it uh wrestling is inc has been told there's three bits of information really in this article um well so we'll get start with this wrestling inc has been told that punk felt threatened and reacted in a legal way under of course as we all know as we all know from the top of our hearts the illinois castle doctrine laws which allowed the for the use of force in defense of a person in their dwelling. At that time, at this time, there's no litigation against Punk on behalf of anyone involved. It was also relayed to us that Steele's wife, Lucy, uh, who was in the room during the incident, but was not interviewed as part of the internal investigation into the matter. Uh, following, we were they were informed uh, f- uh, following Hangman Adam Page's comments on a May episode of AEW Dynamite. Uh, that there was distrust on Punk's end going to the AEW World Championship match with Page at double or nothing. Um, and the Punk was concerned that the predetermined match would break down into a real physical fight. Uh, the other bit of information as well is that from the perspective of Punk's camp, uh, the scrum itself, uh, which, you know, you know, the scrum itself didn't seem like a big deal and only escalated once Punk's locker room door was, quote, quoted in the article where he's quoting someone else, but quoted here, kicked in and accidentally hit Punk's dog Larry in the face. At a pre-scheduled veterinarian appointment a few days later, Punk was informed that two of Larry's teeth had been knocked loose and had to be removed. So this is all coming, of course, uh, from Punk's camp, 
I also, of course, of course, I keep saying, of course, uh, want to point out this was breaking the same day as Fightful reports uh, that the elite returning to AEW wrestling immediately or imminently, I should say. Uh, and then this broke uh, the same exact day, if not an hour or two later. So thoughts on this ugly bit of information uh, about what CM Punk's camp believed happened and how their thoughts are on the invest- investigation happened and where Punk's mindset was in the moment from May to September. My thoughts were with Larry at this time. <laughs> he's not dead. He's, his te- I know. Two That's of his why teeth my thoughts are with him, because he's alive. <laughs> his two teeth are, um, I guess. I, hey, you know, they were loosened, and they had to pull them out. Poor Larry. Um, I mean, I feel like we've been doing this story for years now. We, you know, we talked about how after that AEW World Title match against Hangman Page, mm-hmm. he got hurt days after, dropped the title, sat at home, stewed at home, stewed a little more, stewed even more. Someone's got to take him off that stove. <laughs> what are we doing? I know, I know, I know. Then he came back. Russell John Moxley, a great, you know, great all-out main event. Got hurt again. <laughs> Has, you know, the anger of Colt Cabana never leaving his brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a problem with Hangman Page, despite being a guy that has many times talked like that to create a story and went off script because that is what pro wrestling is um and then he let it all out <laughs> see what i did there um very nice and it led to what we have been dealing with now for months and you know you listen to these stories of oh i thought hangman was gonna shoot on me well that's absolute bullshit uh you heard i'll, I'll talk about my thoughts about that one like, that's that insane to me that was the most like egregious thing that I heard out of all that. I was like, I was like, okay, listen, listen. I don't think I I doubt Larry was hurt. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. But if his teeth were loosened and they just didn't know until after he got checked on, whatever. Sure, I'll give you that one. Sure. Um, because as someone that owns a dog, you know, sometimes you just don't know when it comes to teeth and stuff. But that's besides the point. My my cat has been has been threatened by the vet to be losing their teeth like every vet visit like, <laughs> like it's it's just you know it's it's yeah. it, happens. it happens yeah exactly uh but all of this is to say that you know we have to remember what happened like how this happened mm-hmm. do, do we remember who tony khan went back to despite all this who he handed the AEW world title too, despite I'm sure I'm sure this wasn't the first time frustrations were shared. Yeah. Right. I'm sure Tony Khan didn't go into that conference and say, man, I know, I, I, I know CM Punk so happy right now. I know he's having a great time. It's just like a year ago. No, there's no chance. There were reports at that May after that, uh, workers rights promo comment. There was a backstage closed door conversation between punk Tony yeah. Khan and Adam page. Yep. So, so uh, grievances were met there, probably. 
And it just, uh, and like you knew CM Punk got hurt during the match. Everyone knew CM Punk got hurt during that all out match. Yeah. We watched it happen. We knew. Mm-hmm. Yet, who won? CM Punk. Uh, this all sucks, man. It all sucks. Everything about this has sucked since it's happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, you know, it was cool for the first 24 hours because it was like just insanity, right? You and I uh, reacting I, to it I, live. <laughs> we're like... fucking children, you know, all that great stuff. Yeah. And ever since then, I have just wanted it to end because I don't find it that interesting anymore. I think it's annoying. I think it is hurting a product that is still, still, despite all of that, still the best in the U.S. by a decent chunk as much as uh, people want to tell me that Triple H is a great booker. Um, but the QR code, Scotty. The QR code. Fair, I think, I think uh, I'm going to get into booking in a little bit. Um, yeah. But all this is to say, this could have been avoided. This really could have been avoided. You went right back to CM Punk. You gave him the title. You gave him the spot to sit there and talk. Yeah. You didn't have to give him back the title. You really did it. You had John Moxley beat him in seconds. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think my favorite part of all this, which we haven't talked about, is the idea, and I don't. I think this was Wade Keller that brought it up. Um, I believe Trish Spears on Twitter, she tweeted all out, and mm-hmm. I read the story that it probably did not help CM Punk's frustrations that night. That he sat out there having his signature moment, mm-hmm. and all the crowd gave a shit about was MJF. Which... I was like, that probably didn't help. But it also, and we talked about this last week when A Steel got quit and his reaction to it was like surprise. Like the yeah. mindset of where A Steel and especially CM Punk were in this mm-hmm. moment. Right. It's wild to me to be thinking that yeah. that in that moding, CM Punk is upset that in Chicago MJF's getting announced, you know, cheered for. I get it, but MJF was gone for months. Right. And and made a, a and that was his first unveiling of who it was. The crowd was excited yeah. to see him. I get, you know, that he's supposed to be getting booed that moment. And that's not necessarily what should be happening, but to be upset by that for Punk, you know, I this is the guy who hasn't been gone for all summer long as well. Of course, they're let's excited be, to see him. Let's be fair here: the understanding and or handling of MJF and trying to get him booed is not it's just yeah, not it's, it's not going well no for what they, they, they want they cannot <laughs> flip the crowd and and that but that also goes to how much they were excited to see mjf in that yeah. moment in well, chicago in like, cm punk's hometown it's like AEW didn't want him to be cheered they still don't want him to be cheered guess what it's over it's over you have no shot at changing the crowd now yeah that would, which we're also sort of, you know, with last week's main which event angle, we'll get to, and I don't think you should. We're 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 starting to. Well, I would say the option is open for them to officially turn him face if they so choose. And I also okay. think that eventually down the line, it would have been a face turn for MJF and a heel turn on Punk did a double turn as well. I yeah, it's also down yeah. the line. So maybe it was always eventual, but maybe just not now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, the whole this whole story is. Now, you know, I keep saying it's wrapped up because I think this is the last we'll hear about it unless, I don't know, I mean, does does Nick Hausman have a podcast to CM Punk and Beyond? I think that's the only other bits uh, <laughs> we could we could have. 
Um, unless we get more, unless hey, CM Punk's a good shoot uh, interviewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Watch the brawl out uh, <laughs> interview. Um, yeah, no, it's. I think to me, what hearing That's how this... we got all into this <laughs> shoot interviews. Thanks, Colt Cabana. We didn't get all into this. We got all out into this. Uh, <laughs> I think the idea the thing i really took away from this nick hausman exclusive of cm punk's camp is the mindset of cm punk during all of this the the lines of you know uh, you know despite that term getting you know denied by several other sources kicked in uh, still being used upset that uh, a Steel's wife was never interviewed, which I get. You should have interviewed her, but apparently other people were like, she just sat there. She didn't do anything. So what have you? I think still Shout think you should Lucy. do that. Shout out Lucy. Um, the the big one there, I think, thinking that the scrum wasn't a big deal. I think that's <laughs> insane to me. Uh, the the fucking look this up after the fact, probably the castle doctrine laws, thinking that he can use force in defense of his dwelling. He is thinking that his locker room or whatever is his dwelling. I guess that counts. I don't think it yes, does, but he's also from Chicago. I feel like he might've done this before. <laughs> that's, that's a great point. That's a great point. The, the idea that he thought Adam page back in may was going to shoot on him. I think, you know, Adam Page, you know, I get it. Like, I hear the argument of, like, you know, Adam Page, you know, you know, went yeah, off script, mean, went off script during a promo. Uh, and I was like, yeah. And then, you know, and then Punk also went off script during a promo and then thought, Multiple times. and then thought that he would shoot on, you know, Adam Page would shoot on him. You know, the guy that wears butterfly pants was going to shoot on him. Um, I don't know. I, there's no evidence suggesting Paige would ever do that. If he would do that, I don't know. Uh, but who the heck knows? Either way, I think this really tells me the the mindset of CM Punk. You know, I'm a so I'm a huge Survivor fan. I love the TV show Survivor. Uh, and one of the classic things that happen in camps is you know you have your your teams and and your you have your 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 alliances and all that stuff. But one of the things that that always happens almost every season is there at least one person that gets so paranoid about the thinking that they are the one uh, getting voted off that episode, that that paranoia becomes reality. You don't want someone on your team. So paranoid thinking all of this stuff is going to happen to them. You don't want that. It's bad for your Alliance. It's bad for your team. It's going to make your have more of a target on you, so it's the better thing to do is to just v- vote them off. And the classic thing is, in Survivor is when as soon as you get paranoid, that you're that is you shooting yourself in the foot. To me, CM Punk since May has been the most paranoid person in the world. He was so paranoid that he is the probably the only person in the world, maybe not the only person in the world, but one of the few people in the world that thinks that. Adam Page would shoot on him during a match with despite no other evidence. He's so paranoid about all this stuff that he thinks that, you know, he has to, he, he has a right to beat up someone in their dwelling. I know Illinois, all that stuff, but to me, it's this guy has been so paranoid thinking that there is, that there are people coming after him, that the elite broke the news to, 
you know, to Dave Meltzer, despite Dave being like, no, they didn't outright saying, no, they did not tell me this news. So paranoid about all these things. We saw that in the press conference thinking, you know, saying Nick Hausman, you're a Cole Cabana fan, right? Nick being like, I'm actually not. His man is so paranoid. And no one's a Cole Cabana fan. Oh, not fan friend. He thought he was like a straight up friend for, with Cole Cabana. And Nick was like, no, I'm not. So many times we see CM Punk so dead sit in what hunt and what he believes in turn out to not be true. And I also think that he was so paranoid. Of course, he he thought, you know, Adam Page would shoot on him. I would bet you if CM Punk was in Adam Page's shoes, CM Punk would have shot on uh, his opponent. I think that is this level of paranoia. He was so paranoid uh, that he probably he would that's what he would have done in Adam Page's situation. You know that is what he would have done in the elite situation is go to the media uh, and and speak to this. You know what he would have done. Uh, you know, and if if he was in a situation where he feels threatened in a match, that he would shoot on the other person or shoot on the other person backstage, throw the first punch backstage first, allegedly. You know, it th- this level of paranoia that this guy had is obviously to me, just like in survivor, the thing that ultimately shot him in the foot. And that has ended his, his seemingly has ended his AEW career. And that is frust as a fan of punk, as a fan of his run in AEW is super frustrating. And I, I, I heard this on, I think it was voice of wrestling that talked about this, that, um, that the idea that, we all thought that he 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 got his mind straight, you know, left wrestling for seven years, and then just in one year's time, nearly six months' time, back in wrestling in AEW, he starts going back to old CM Punk, paranoid, frustrated other people, shooting on other people, all this sort of stuff. It, you know, maybe maybe he didn't heal up, you know? And that's also upsetting as a fan of CM Punk. And it's just, it's very frustrating. And at this point, I'm in the boat of, all right, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe this, maybe this is it for CM Punk. I don't know about this guy anymore. I, I, you know, I don't know if you want to hire him if you're WWE, you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating to watch. He's great. He's a great wrestler, great storyteller, great moments, but it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch. It's frustrating to see play out. I'm not happy about it. It's hard to, it's hard to be happy about. I mean, there's a lot to not like here, um, whether it's regarding this or the past with CM Punk. Um, I mean, I, I I retain that his one year run is one of the best return runs I've seen. That's as a CM Punk fan. That's as a just a wrestling fan what he was still able to do despite this right it's it was it was excellent it created some of my favorite AEW moments but ultimately i think the world title is where it all went to shit yeah having to put him on the road to the world title and you know there were reports back then that he kind of hinted at, hey you should you know Hey, uh, the throne hangman, he's not getting it done. Yeah. And to be fair, hangman was a weird world champion. Um, very weird world champion. Mm-hmm. I 
He's barely remember anything he did as well, Jeff. I've heard before about Hangman Adam Page. Great Dusty Rhodes comparison for Adam Page. Yeah. He is a great. Uh, he, Adam Page is a great uh, journey to the title. But yeah. as soon as he has the title, it's, it's like all let's get it off. Yeah, let's get it off. There's a lot of guys that's like that, so it's not like a Hangman yeah. Page thing. No, um, there's plenty. I mean, Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. obviously. I mean, he got hurt, but it was all about the chase there. Mm-hmm. Um, Kofi. Yeah. Even though they Kofi did well enough, but it it's all about the chase for some guys. And you know it's hard to see this any other way besides CM Punk's an asshole, you know, everything that people have been saying. But he never had to be no. world champion. No. He never had to be made world champion. And I think that kind of goes over some people's heads in the, all of this. Cause like, I, this isn't me sticking up for CM Punk. I have, I understand he needs to be out, gone. See you later because of, you know, what Chris Jericho said, you're a, I'm not going to call him cancer because that's a very, very serious thing, but he was a problem to the locker room and the locker room is better off when they're there. They only have had one fight since he left. And that was a joke because, you know, I'm sure they've probably had more fights. You never really know. <laughs> um, but he never had to have the world title. When CM Punk came back, I never thought for a second he had to have the world title. To me, I thought it was always going to be, oh, he'll have one match maybe. Or I always thought Danielson had the better shot at being AEW world champion. Yeah. Than CM Punk. And then they just put him in the. Uh, he went into the angle with the hangman. He became champion, which, you know, as a fan of CM Punk, I was very happy. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and just lie to you people. Of course. Um, and I, I remember we talked about it. I thought he should have beat John Moxley, <laughs> but I didn't know all this was happening Yeah. either. Right. So to me, it's like, okay, but someone did, someone knew at least some of this was happening. No one knew that he was going to go out into that press conference and do what he did. That's true. <laughs> and, and, it, and if they did, then there's bigger problems to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, at the end of the day, CM Punk will, he's going to go, he's going to be remembered by a lot of people as a guy who had an inflated ego, who was a petty guy who cared about his spot and his spot only. And that's okay. You know why? Because that is the old school way. <laughs> and it it rained through till the end. It went all the way through to the end. I think this is it. I don't think he needs to come back. He's made his money. Yeah. He's had his moments. He's had, you know, some of the greatest moments wrestling has ever seen. Mm-hmm. His return at Rampage is one of the greatest moments wrestling has ever seen, right? His, He's his... had some great his revolution entrance uh his revolution entrance which i uh rewatched a while back mm-hmm. you know he had amazing moments everywhere he's ever gone mm-hmm. and i think that's important and that's how i'm going to remember cm punk but i'm also gonna it, it's hard not to it's hard to just take this part out yeah it, this is a big stain on his aew run for sure yeah for sure it doesn't ruin it for me like some people like some people said it, it was ruined the moment it happened 
Uh, <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's chill. But it's definitely it's definitely a stain. You it, you can't ignore it. Yeah. You have you have while you're talking about the good times, you also have to recognize the bad. Yeah. I think that I and think I, that's completely fair as well. Yeah. I mean, there was some great stories, right? Mm-hmm. Great matches. And then it, you know, came crashing down. But man, it sucks. It sucks because I thought CM Punk did add a lot to this company. Um, I always thought CM Punk's be- CM Punk's best work was when the title was nowhere near his <laughs> mindset. Truthfully, I mean, the yeah, stuff with MJF, just the early few months with all the young guys, mm-hmm. like I loved that. Yeah, when he was when he was the rampage staple, he Lee, wrestled on every rampage. Lee Moriarty, Daniel Garcia, oh. Hobbs. Yeah, it was great, and then they just went away from it. Because yeah, you want to put them in real stories, but like that Eddie Kingston like three week story, yeah, some of the best stuff from last year. And so like, see, I can get giddy and excited about what he still did because it was great, but it I also get sad thinking about how it ended because as a wrestling fan, you didn't want to see that happen. Yeah, you know, it's one of the things of of course, you know, I I don't blame Tony Khan for you know putting the world title on punk because he was like the biggest money maker the in first the company. Time. Yeah. I don't blame Tony Khan to be uh tantalized by that money making possibility. No, there. not at all. The uh, second time I might put a little Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, for sure. But yeah, we're yeah. not even calling the audible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Midway through that match where CM Punk gets hurt. Yeah, you had two professionals in there. They could have handled an audible. Like MJF could have switched his promo. Yeah. But um was it even a promo? Or he just show up. He just showed up. He didn't say anything. Oh, no, even better. The promo was like the uh, the Tony Khan phone call gimmick, I guess. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it you're right in that, like it is you know talking about like the healthy man of CM Punk and the mindset of CM Punk, like he was like a great asset to the company right up until he went into the title picture, and as soon as the title picture showed up, old school Punk came back. Mm-hmm. It, and it was you know you know that of course i understand why doing that and you're probably the booker working with punk you want to make things right and you know work through things and figure stuff out but it never you know obviously injuries and all that stuff delayed things but it never situated itself out um it never solved itself it just created worse things the moment he was in the world title picture before that perfect perfection but the yeah. moment once Revolution was over and he was going after the world title, that's when things started to collapse. You're hearing those reports of, I don't know if Punk's, or I don't know if Page is actually the guy. Uh, and then, you know, workers' rights and yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, no. And, and, and that's the thing. You know, once, and then you had the Cole Cabana stuff was always a present, but then it got heated up more when he was world champion. Man. Cool Cabana wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're CM Punk, it, it wasn't worth yelling at that one fan to get even more heated. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, you know, I'm excited to see Cole Cabana lose to Chris Jericho on Wednesday. Um, and that should be fun. Ugh. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's it's like you said, it's a it's a big stain uh, on CM Punk's, you know, AEW legacy here, and uh, ultimately is his 
wrestling legacy as well. You know, this isn't the first time, obviously. Yeah. When the first time, when the, when the first one, the big one, I should say, happened in WWE, you know, he still had a lot of the hardcore fans still on his still on his side and all this stuff. And now, since all the hardcore fans with the AEW and saw this play out, I, you know, I think he lost a lot of that faith from the hardcore fans. So I don't know if his star, if his star power will still maintain. I don't know. Uh, I guess time will tell. Time will tell. I should say. I think it will just because controversy creates cash. <laughs> the old Eric Bischoff line. I see. Uh, Controver- real. Well, this is this. This is where I can blame Tony Khan. Yeah, I was going to say, the old Booker man, Eric Bischoff. Oh, I like when you don't know what's real and fake. I remember him saying that in a media call, mm-hmm. right? Who, He's Tony, Tony with Khan. the MJF Wardlow stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it came back to bite you in the ass, now, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, this obviously, Punk being gone, obviously, Lee, you know, and we saw that all summer, Punk and Lee gone and created a booking hole that he, you know, f- filled up with other stars. Now, if Punk gone, you're still going to have to have oh, other man, stars. He's so lucky he has John Moxley. Oh my God, John Moxley <laughs> is coming in nailing it over the summer. Uh, now you have he the elite, so lucky. the elite back who are probably going to go back to that trio's title picture, and uh, and you know, and it's it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how that all culminates with the the stars they helped create over the summer, yeah. uh, and see how they merge together in sort of a booking fashion. Yeah. Remember when the problems were Cody booking? Remember that when those were the ages? <laughs> Earlier this year, you mean? Yeah, which feels like e- oh, gosh, eons away. Ago. Like holy crap! But uh, this company misses Cody. I'm not, I'm gonna say, misses Cody. Um, I said that a few weeks ago, actually. I think, and yeah. I still stand by it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, Tony Khan is just so lucky he has John. Yeah. Like I I felt that during the summer, but you know, during the summer it felt like it was a little more like whole roster mentality. We got this, mm-hmm. we're fine. Right? You had forbidden doors, so you had some turnover, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Jay White's on your show. Yeah. Osprey's on your show. You know, it's feeling good. It's feeling good. <laughs> then CM Punk blows up again. <laughs> and now we're here. And you got John Moxley again, baby. Thank God, because if you didn't, uh oh, what are you what, what are you gonna have? Jericho? Is that it? Yeah. Because because truthfully, the main the whole entire story of this company is JAS versus Blackpool Combat Club. Which, for those who may not remember, that feud started when CM Punk won the world title the first time. <laughs> And and I just I was I, I, I like AEW. Okay, see I'm I'm going into my little thing here. I like AEW. I think AEW is great. This way this week's Dynamite. I enjoyed Dynamite for the most part, from top to bottom. It was a good show. Good women's match on the show. Great women's good match. Rest. Good wrestling on the show. Well, the thing is, I know that they can do even better. That's the crazy part. But yes, great women's match. Probably the best. They've had some. They've had some really good ones actually the past couple months. So. Yeah, I've heard a lot of the, the a lot of the stopwatch people not really talking anymore. So. Yeah, they shut up. Um, great, yeah, so good women's match. Good uh, main event that I can't remember. What was the main event? Uh, the main event, of course, was. <sighs> what the 
I'm not Pentagon a, and Moxley. I'm not a historian. By the way, I'm not an by the way, historian. By the way, Wrestle Cringe uh, didn't like that I was mad that um, all that Penta does is Sarah Miedo the entire fucking time. And they, and they, so, so I don't know if anyone saw this, but Wrestle Cringe was mad that I said, Pentagon's entire character in AEW is saying Saro Miedo, Saro Miedo, Saro Miedo, and nothing else. Did you what? Did anyone clearly no one watched the AAA match? Because he's a different man in AAA. People, this the Saro Miedo comment uh, has been a long-standing point with Pentagon in AEW for a while now. I, I th- and and look. I'll, I saw your comment. I'll disagree with the part that it was Tony Khan's having him do the Sierra I think that's Pentagon. Did I say Tony Khan's name? I don't remember if you said Tony Khan. I thought you I did. didn't. There we go. What was the comment? What was the comment? Let me, let me I, see that. Let me go find it. Sure. He does Sierra Miedo his entire match because I said he's not allowed to be himself. He's just a tag team wrestler. I guess that's where um, I, my thought Tony Khan. It was, oh, you said they. succeeded everywhere else he's gone. No, I just mean... Mm-hmm. They expect him to just be this tag guy. Yeah. That's and, all. And I think, and I also think that is Pentagon's decision to be the Sierra Meta guy. It's the For same. sure, because it's, it's the, over. It's the same thing he's also done in the U.S. Indies the entire time. It's over. It works. Why do something else? You know? Because he's amazing everywhere else. <laughs> I agree. Why. I agree Triple that a, he, he should do that Brown. stuff. He's this, this badass. And then earlier, this this is where the, the frustration came. And I don't know if it's Tony Khan. It probably is a Penta thing that he just does that the whole time because it gets him over. Yeah. But he became Penta Oscuro. And what happened? He had a stupid fake grave, a shovel, and Alex Abrahante is looking like an idiot. That's what they did. That's all they happened. I forgot about Alex Abrahante. <laughs> looking like an idiot? Looking like, uh, looking like Vampiro. <laughs> like, I just, I just, it's frustrating because. I'm watching a company that has so much talent, mm-hmm. so much talent, more talent than I think they know that they have. Shout out Ricky Starks. And I, I, the whole show is Chris Jericho and the Blackpool Combat Club. Five, which, six, seven months later. Which I'll say, I, I'm still enjoying. <laughs> the, I, I, I've come back around to enjoying the Ocho. <laughs> So, so I, I, okay. So I enjoy Chris Jericho, the Ocho. I enjoy that. I enjoy John Mox, the AEW champion. Mm-hmm. What I don't enjoy is the cold feet wrestling trope of the guy faking his baby face turn just to stay with his group. Oh, Daniel yeah. Garcia. I, get that. I, get I that. think, I think that was just so stupid. It's like he got cold feet of turning the guy. I, I also get that, especially that it, it was two weeks or so after Jimmy Hader's second cold feet. Uh, yes. Thing. And now I think we might get it with MGF. Like, I just feel like we're getting the cold feet on these heels that people want to cheer. Yeah. I I saw Daniel Garcia. He wrestled this week, right? On uh, kickoff the show. Tag match. And I was watching that match with Claudio and Wheeler and Jericho. I was like, oh, this is a good match. But like two weeks ago, this, this match had all the heat and excitement in the world because Daniel Garcia was teaming with Daniel Bryan. Yes, I called him Daniel Bryan. Against... Uh, Sammy Guevara and Jericho, and it was exciting. And then, and then, and then, my favorite part of how the understanding was, yeah, I realized I got to be a sports entertainer because uh, you hit me in the face with the belt. <laughs> what? What? And 
again, to the talent. You have a Pentagon Jr. there who could be. And I think they're starting to break up Death Triangle, so maybe we're going here. Well, not with Heel Penta. We're not going there. Yeah. But with the Lucha Bros being a little more free. But my biggest thing, the Lucha Bros are better than the Lucha Bros. That was a topic. They are better than being the Lucha Bros. They're better oh. as solo guys. Yeah, as you were saying. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Phoenix is a great baby face. Yep. Penta's a phenomenal heel mm-hmm. that worked in two... Co- well, he's on a heel in AAA, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he pl- I guess... He plays he into play it. He plays into yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, Lucha's weird. You know? <laughs> it was like... it Definitely, but it's also like Lucha, Pentagon, and U.S pentagon are two completely different people yeah did he do this in impact i never watched him in impact uh yeah i knew they gave him the world title for like two days yeah um, he he did this similar stuff of you know okay it's the same sort of thing. so i mean it's, it's, it's u.s penta it's u.s penta i just feel like after the penta oscuro turn mm-hmm. it wasn't really a turn actually in hindsight it wasn't anything <laughs> Yeah. He stopped doing the Penta Cerro uh, Miedo thing as much. That's true. I noticed. But That's true. Was he even on TV that much? Not he had really. a match with CM Punk that was pretty good. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Bringing up CM Punk again. But that, uh, I don't care about the rest of the cringe thing. I thought it was pretty funny, actually. That that <laughs> that was the tweet of all the things I've ever said. I literally sat there. I was like, I've said so many worse things. <laughs> That's the one that got you. <laughs> But anyways, because I, I thought the Sarah Miedo thing was agreeable. If you go down that post, a lot of people were like, yeah, no, I kind of agree. And I was like, wow. I, I Yeah, I, I, I don't agree with the part that they don't let him. I think it's a Penta's decision to do this yeah. stuff. But I, 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 mean, I ultimately like, agree that it was, he just does. He's been doing the Sierra Miedo. Back to the Cody Pentagon yeah. uh, match. Ugh. He was doing the same thing there. We were having the conversations Ugh. then. And, and when I say they don't let him, it's like, I should say they don't push him to do something else. Well, they tried to. That's what I scared, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess, but it it didn't do anything. Didn't I don't take, remember where it went. It didn't take. I just realized the other day it was over. <laughs> uh, I realized it happened, and then I realized it was over. But my my whole thing here wasn't even about Penta. That wasn't even my. That wasn't even funny. My connection's unstable. So am I going off here? Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. If you can re, if you can come back out and come back in, I would appreciate it. All right. Sick. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah, he'll be back in. But no, I ultimately agree with what Scotty's saying. Is that you know he it is something. There is. I think what Scotty's getting to is this idea that uh the there the, the outside the title booking uh is hit or miss this is where i was going yes it, it, i think yeah summing it up here for you uh i think Thank you outside i got notes perfect i got, got notes i got a tony Khan booking problems notes i think i i you know and i think i'll have i'll try to do my best to be devil's advocate defender here the, I'll, I'll be i'll be the aew freakazoid camp over here yes yes thank you so so what i think is great is the booking of john moxley and the MJF story. I saw, was it Raj Geary say it was bad? And I was like, what? Yeah, he, yeah. I ignore, I ignore and it's guy. mostly <laughs> because it's more of an MJF story than anything else. Yeah. It, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the company revolves around him uh, currently. Yeah. And, and I also love should. the, I also love the Ocho stuff. I, yeah, I love the Ocho stuff. I, I just, the Daniel Garcia thing sent me off. Yeah. 
in I, that in in the that story of JAS and mm-hmm. but I like the Ring of Jericho stuff. I do like that still. Um but but my booking problems and stuff here. So John Moxley is your world champion, right? Correct. Right. Fact. Does that mean he has to wrestle and be used every single show? No, but that's to sell tickets and sell Yes. Yeah, that's album. but this brings me to my next point. CM Punk and the Elite are gone. Correct. Right? They're gone. Yes. For a few months. Yes. Give me give me the amount of people that Tony Khan decided, you know what, we're gonna run with this guy. Let's build them up. Ricky Starks. He did not do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> of course everyone's I I would say that he built up Ricky Starks over the summer. No, when the Elite and CM Punk left. Yeah. Since then. No, no, no. Since August. Oh, in a month? Who has he built up in, in a month? In the past two months. Uh, who did he like go to besides Moxley, Jericho, and Danielson? I would say he built up Daniel Garcia a little bit more, but he was already starting yeah. building up at that point. I mean, two yeah. months is not enough time to really build up but a future star. It, it, it's time to try. I agree. That's fair. Something. That's fair. And you say Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. My guy, Ricky Starks, who I've been talking about all week. Mm-hmm. Where the hell did he go? You do Grand Slam. He beats Hobbs on with a rampage. Rampage? No, I thought it was a paper rampage. Grand Slam. Some of, yeah. Oh yeah. He got I think crushed was... by Hobbs on. Hall yeah, Hall. you're right. It was a, it was the rampage Grand Slam. You're <laughs> right. I haven't seen him since. I I I when I saw that tweet, He's I healthy. wondered. Well. Was he, he healthy? Wrestled Nick Camarado on dark. I okay. Was we he can't healthy? Just assume he's hurt all the time. Shouldn't I? They don't say anything when people are hurt. Should I not <laughs> assume that he's being hurt? But if we do, then the entire roster's hurt. That's what I'm saying. I think the entire roster could be hurt. I, I have no I idea. I just don't think so. I'll I don't de- think he was. I'll hurt. defend the dark. Miro's not hurt. Ah, well, that's a whole. Yeah, well, yeah, well. <laughs> I'll defend the. Uh, uh, that's a booking problem I have issue with. But before I get to that, I'll defend the dark thing, uh, just because. Well, I'm about to call dark by the rampage. So. Uh, I'll defend the dark thing with Nick Camarado because he is finishing out a feud that he had with the factory. Well, on while the dark. Do you want to see that on Rampage or Dynamite? Do you want to see Nick Camarado well, versus Ricky Starks on something Rampage? Something on Rampage. Rampage is awful. But do you then? But like you just said. Right? If you want Dark to be better and Dark to be a better show, then we have to put the match on Dark. You can't have it both ways. I don't want Dark to be better. I don't give a shit about Dark. But that's the problem. You don't give a shit about Dark. So then every match is going to suck on Dark. But the, to make Dark better, more watchable, you need matches like that to make it more watchable. But Rampage is the show on TV. Yeah. Why would you want people not to watch it? It's become 2013, 14, 15 SmackDown. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, it is. That might be mean to the show. Uh, SmackDown <laughs> might be, be better back then. That might be mean um, to SmackDown, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, I do I do want to say, so I was going to bring up Powerhouse Hobbs. Of course, he came back. Yeah. So that's great. But Pie, but, in, the, pie in the face. <laughs> what is been bad to give him he, the last time we saw Hobbs he lost correct so what like why, why, don't, why don't you put him in squash match here or there yeah I know you could do those I just watched Keith Lee kill poor Serpentico which was great would you way. be okay little if, things like that I enjoy would you be okay if they did squash matches with Will Hobbs on dark did they 
no, no, they did not. But what? <laughs> they what, did not. But what? I mean, that's fine okay because that's that, what they've been doing for years now. Like that's the thing they do, right? Sure. Is that's how they enhance the records. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah. And then they sometimes toss one on TV. Sure. Like if, if they're going to build him up for a title match, I'm sure we're going to get one like this week now yeah. because he's going for Wardlow. So he's probably going to get something where he destroys a guy, which is great. Rampage, That's how you build. Rampage next week will have, I will bet my bottom dollar that Rampage next week will have Will Hobbs in action. <laughs> is it live next week? Uh, Yeah, probably. I think it is. I think it's live for the for like October. I think, that's, I think that's the problem, right? Because when it was taped, I was like, whatever, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, oh, we're going to make it live. We're going to make it must-see. And then I, was, I looked at the card this week. And I was like, well, I like that tape. <laughs> <laughs> but no one else does. No one else seems um, to like that tape. And I also, that it. was his debut in AEW. That's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, weird. Matt weird. Day. Debut match. Debut match. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, I'll, I'll bring up right. a, a big point. I A big problem I have. I was going to bring up the Pacific title. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, let me say this first, just because All we're kind Pacific? of... All Atlantic, uh, Atlantic. The, uh, because we're sort Does of it matter because we're sort of talking about it with like Will Hobbs and all these uh, Miro. I think Miro's confused. I think one of Tony Khan's biggest problems, and I don't blame him putting these guys on ice for a couple months here and there because I think it ultimately makes the return stronger, especially as sure. heels. But I think he has he doesn't do monster heels well. No. And AW never Me- has Miro, Lance Archer, uh, Brian Cage. Ho- Brian Cage, Hobbs, anyone that's like a monster heel kind of guy. And again, like I said, I think it's a good idea to put these guys on ice for a little bit to have them come back and have a more impactful return. Yeah, but we've been waiting <laughs> forever for these guys. It feels like it feels like we Miro never came these back guys. and then disappeared again. <laughs> Yeah, remember he came back for a couple of promos and then disappeared again? He came, he came back to help Sting and Darby against House of Black, and then he left. Lance Archer showed up to promote him going to G1 Climax and then <laughs> did that and then never came back. Is he back? Yeah, he's back. Like he's, does he wrestle? No, he hasn't. I don't Is he think, on Dark? I don't think he he's been dark? on Dark yet. I'll, I'll look that up, but I don't think he's been on Dark. And you know, me. Mir- we don't know. We don't. This is the problem with Dark. How am I supposed to know? I, I you think know what, you know what I know that's happened on Dark. Go ahead. I know that May Saruga and Emi Saka are wrestling Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida this week. That's pretty late. I know two Dragon Gate guys are on the show. Um, he's been on Dark uh four times. Lance Archer has. Hey, shout out to him since I, uh, since like returning. Since returning, Lance Archer had a good G one, and then they just didn't use him. But that's what I mean. Is it feels like we just the monsters kind of just get on sit on ice for a bit. And I think go ahead. Go ahead with your other point. All right. Well, the monsters you brought up a good point. Powerhouse Hobbs. Another monster. Heel monster. Just mm-hmm. ice. He's been on ice. He he lost, and then you tell me he doesn't have dark squashes. Because I was about to give that to you, and then you're like, ah. I'll, let me, let me confirm. He probably has had one. Let me confirm that. I, I hope. confirm that. I also, confirm. he looks gigantic. Now, like I saw him walk out the other day, I was like, "Wow, this guy is." And I feel like him and Wardlow is the perfect story to build up for full gear. How many weeks do they have? Two, three? I think three. Uh, three, two, three TV weeks. Three yeah, full TV three. Weeks. I think you're right. Uh, he Which is good. Uh, he had a dark TV taping uh, in Daly's place. Uh, oh, so he was on that show. All right, cool. Yes, that. I don't think that's aired yet, so it's probably saved for this week no. because he's back on TV. Correct. They were um, they were saving him to do us to us uh, to do a surprise return. 
So I was going to bring up Brody King, another powerhouse heel, but it seems like he got put on ice because of the rest of House of Black. Which now we're seeing them it's, potentially come back. Which I'm excited for. Yeah, I'm excited for. And they were they were key part of Rampage for a while there. Rampage, it is a show that doesn't make sense because <laughs> it's a, it's a show that's on TV. Mm-hmm. So like, why don't you just put a decent match on there? Like, I, and and here's something that Tony Khan I've realized I realized this week when he made the acclaimed swerving our glory match official he loves to do the series like instantly right we watched daniel bryan oh my god keep calling it daniel bryan and chris jericho do their three matches in like a f- one fail so it, i'll give him credit he definitely wasn't counting on doing that second one immediately yeah, <laughs> yeah right that's true we got three of them instantly mm-hmm. we're getting acclaimed versus swerving our glory for a third time mm-hmm Already didn't need, I didn't need them three times. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, I didn't. You and me talking about last week, we would have had FTR win and uh, have Swerve and Keith Lee go to be um, against each other at um, was it full gear, full gear. Yeah. And I think now this isn't a conversation point. I'm asking you this Do you think sometimes he just holds on to stories too long? I think that's something I've been noticing. Like, it feels like things should end sometimes, and then they keep going. Like, the Jericho stuff, the, uh, nope, back up. The Jericho Appreciation Society Blackpool Combat Club stuff, you had Anarchy in the arena, mm-hmm. which felt like a blow-off type match. And it was actually just the start. <laughs> well, they did the same thing of, like, remember they did, like, Blood and Guts was the yeah. the, the start of a match, start of a feud with uh, JAS oh, yeah. versus... I don't remember pinnacle? who that. I think it was the pinnacle. Was it the pinnacle last year? Yeah, two years ago. Was yeah, the, yeah. It wasn't JAS. It was, it was um, whatever they were. Inner Circle. Yeah. Um. And they so they've been doing that, and you know. That's, so, 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 uh, so thank you for reminding me, though. They've had Anarchy in the Arena and Blood and Guts in this feud, mm-hmm. and we're still here, and it's going to be the uh, matches for Ring of Honor. Clearly, yeah, it's fine. I think, and okay. I think that's what their the thing is. It's it's not. It, uh, hmm. I don't necessarily. I think some. I, I'm not going to totally sometimes agree he because it he doesn't do it all the time. Sometimes I feel like he goes on too long. Sometimes he goes on too short. In this particular mm-hmm. instance, the story has now evolved beyond uh, t- squad versus squad to I want this particular guy, but he just stabbed my back, and now it sort of feels like we're going into potentially a BCC split between. Danielson, Yuta, Claudio, maybe Moxley turns heel against MJF or something. You know, get that, do that double heel turn with Moxley. Uh, You know, we might be getting that split there. So that's interesting. I just think it's crazy that you've had Blackpool Combat Club this long and this is all they've done Mm -hmm. as like a feud feud. Um, Though I do like where they're going with Danielson and Yuta. I think that's interesting. I think kind of getting a big match out of that's cool but to my point to that point though that i feel like we might get be going to a bcc split that truly upsets me upsets me because i don't necessarily agree with i think he goes on things too long i think he does it sometimes i also feel like he does things things too short and we don't and we don't get to see stuff long enough i would love to see bcc be like a stable that lasts for several years like a chaos 
you know, yeah. Suzuki Goon esque stable that lasts. Yeah, they can revolving be members. You know, they don't have to be. I think it's important things. They don't have to be aligned at all times. Like that's what Danielson's done. Yeah, pretty much since the beginning of this. Like he's just moved on, but he's in the group, right? Yeah, and that's that was an inner circle problem. They went too long. Yes. Way too long. I find that I, I typically, my arguments of things going too long always happen to be about Jericho stories. Yes. It's always Jericho. The Which, Jericho MJF story went way too long. I remember thinking MJF was screwed after that, <laughs> that story. Yeah. Um, and then he had the match with Darby, I think. Yeah. Yep. The feud with Darby and that kind of reinvigorated him. Mm-hmm. And then he had the stuff with Punk, obviously. Um, all right. Let me get my, oh, so the all Atlantic title, right? Cool idea. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Well, when it was a traveling title. Yeah, I liked I liked that gimmick. I liked that yeah. idea. And then it went to Orange Cassidy. I don't know how much Orange Cassidy's going to be traveling well, with that title. He was at a Fulham game yesterday. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, oh, match on the field. It's now um, it's now a triple threat title. <laughs> yes, it's a triple threat title because he just says yes to everything. And also, um, and also, it's you only have to do a third of the work instead of fifty percent of the work. Like to me, it feels like this is the mid card title now, mm. and Wardlow's just busy <laughs> teaming with Samoa Joe, yeah. <laughs> which is fun. I I'm, enjoy Wardlow. I'm into it, <laughs> but you could forget that Wardlow's TNT champion very easily because this is this feels like the mid card title because being defended every week and you know. I have my faults with Orange Cassidy winning it because I think he's well past his expiration date. But, but I'll I'll also say but he's that still popular. I'll also say that that All Atlantic title situation is coming up because again of brawl out stuff. I don't think I don't necessarily think Orange Cassidy would have the title yet if they didn't want to move the trios titles to Death Triangle. I, that, that's how I feel. Uh, that's Perhaps. how I read the, read the tea leaves of it all. Perhaps I, I don't think and I don't I, think Tony I Khan likes that was a problem. Yeah, I don't think Tony Khan likes uh, double champions. I don't get the impression. No, that he likes he, I don't champions. think he does either. Um, so Unless they're double champions in multiple promotions. <laughs> why he didn't let Osprey come back? Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Well, uh, we so, we well, we're gonna move on to the next bit. Do you have a good good final uh, closing? Oh yeah, my last my last one was Tony Nese and Josh Woods. <laughs> be on my tv all the time <laughs> i think you know they're, I, they're the new penelope ford and the bunny they're the new um what's the ari Devari's group called oh the trust Busters. the trust Busters. they didn't last that long no. actually are they is hook was hook supposed to wrestle one of them yeah i ari think Devari. i think did I that think, happen recently yeah that happened recently i've been on a rampage okay. i think i think they're what still hook I know what happened. To I Hook. think he's they're, still they're not using him a lot. I think he's still feuding so. with the Trustbusters. Uh, really? Is that on Dark? I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't think Hook's wrestling on Dark. I think he has <laughs> a match of Sunny Kiss at some point. Maybe, or maybe they're building to that. I don't know. I don't All know. right. Well, my my before we move on, my final thing is I like what a lot of Tony Khan does, but I think he has the roster that he doesn't have to count on MJF, Jericho, Moxley only. That's my main thing. Yeah, he has the roster to expand, expand. You have enough titles to expand, <laughs> and then I have the guns versus uh, 
FTR because you know I've been clamoring for that. That that's been going on for a little while. I just realized that's been months now. Um, I just I just want more out of the whole roster because I think at its best, just a few months ago, that's what AEW is doing right. Yeah, is using their whole roster, and I I think you know it's funny because Rampage happened and I saw. I saw the tournament, which is exciting. That always brings names back to TV. Um, even though people were complaining about the term yesterday, I like that Tony Khan has kept this annual tournament. I think that's great. I agree. I I don't understand the tournament complaints one bit. No, I I mean the Owen Hart one ended up being nothing. Yeah. I think that was like part of the problem because they didn't get anything out of it besides a purple pink belt or whatever. Yeah, but like that's fine. It's a nice little thing. Yeah. And we get great matches out of it. So that's cool too. Yeah. But like that's why he announced all these things on Rampage. When I originally pitched this to you, I was like, arr, arr. I was like, oh, we're getting little bits here He's, now. Yes. And it'll hopefully make Rampage better. Yeah. And because, it, right? You're gonna have those big matches probably on there. Yeah, and we saw on Wednesday as well as the closing segment, it was about MJF, but the firm getting a I little... actually liked the angle. Yeah, I, I know do. some people are 50-50, but I, I like that. I like the angle as well. But to that point, we're also building up the firm a little bit. Other these other parts yeah, of the I roster. don't like the firm, but it's good to build them up. Exactly. And that but that's the point, is that I think he's yeah. I think he's like I said I like Lee Moriarty. I don't think he Tony Khan is not somebody that shotguns people up a card or something, jetpacks yeah. people. He's a slow build guy. That's why I was yeah. like it's been two months. I don't see Tony Khan right. do anything because that's not what Tony Khan does. He doesn't do, no. do anyone. He doesn't jetpack anybody. You know, I'm allowed to yell about Tony Khan because WWE is still so bad that like, who cares? Right. I don't like Tony. AEW is still good. Yeah. And like, it, <laughs> and I just have complaints because it could be greater. And your ultimate point is that we like the show. It's the best American wrestling show on television it's right not now. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> if any, you know, if anything, you can call these nitpicks, you know, minor complaints or whatever. Oh, it's of, absolutely of the... nitpicks the whole entire. Yeah, time. but everything it, 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 I just it. talked about was nitpick. Well, then yeah, then it, it's perfect. Yeah, it's like oh, I really enjoy Dynamite every week. I get excited for the show. Every week. I do too. I I now do... I want to get excited for Grant. Yeah, I want to be excited for Rand. Yeah, I think there's there's still room for improvement there, TK. Yeah, I mean, just put some of the stories on there that aren't against Tony Neese and Josh Woods. Yeah. <laughs> let's get stretched enough how much I don't enjoy them. Let's move on to the next bit here, which is uh, the New Japan Rumble on 44th Street, both the night before and the show of. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, how much of the show did you watch? And what did you think of the I show? I watched, let me tell you what I watched. I watched some. Okay, so on the night before, I watched Shingo and Jake something. Whoo! I watched the and I watched the main event. Yeah, that elimination match. Nutty. Yeah. And then I watched the two starter matches. Obviously, I watched the tag title match. I watched Clark Connors and Suzuki. I watched Shingo and Fantasmo. And I watched the main event, but I knew that like Shota Umino and Will Yuta were beast, and Leo Rush showed up. I know everything up. that happened. Not just showed up, but will be uh, showing up in New Japan quite shortly. Thank God he missed. He missed uh, Best of Super Juniors. Yeah, because he got hurt. He's been hurt all year, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming in for a nice way for him to jump back in. I'm really excited. Yeah. So night before uh, Rumble on 44th Street, of course, was their Halloween show, uh, mystery show. 
there's a lot of complaints from people and you know you didn't watch the top half of the card but there was a lot of complaints from people talking about how they weren't too happy about a lot of indie wrestlers on here crowbar sat smiley mighty mante or whatever his name is a lot of people weren't really happy about that using local talent using this was definitely in conjunction a little bit with um um what's that company called uh uh hog house of glory um so yeah so so then what do you <laughs> what do you think of the shingo takagi jake something match and what do you think of the elimination matches from that show? i don't i just want to know why jake something doesn't have a contract with a professional wrestling company <laughs> i watched this guy and i'm like man he's great i love him like <laughs> he's awesome he was great at impact when he was there and then he left yeah i'm sure they didn't pay him a lot of money um that might be part of it <laughs> and then I was like, oh, well, he's on these New Japan shows, but it's like, I don't know. He's not going to, he's not a serious part. He's still going here, there, and everywhere. And I'm like, this guy's great. Him and Shingo were, were a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Uh, this is the type of match I want you to toss on Rampage. Uh, Jake something versus random big guy. Him yeah. and Lance Archer. Just let them meet, just let them meet Sling, and we'll see what happens. Um, I like Jake something. You can put him. Put them in something. Yeah. Put them in something. Um, and I get, I think that's a good idea. And then the main event was a lot of fun because it's just insanity of teams. But, but I have a bone to pick. A bone. They had the audacity to do the Shota Umino, John Moxley entrance. You know, I'm excited. Goosebumps fill my body. And then Shota Umino doesn't wrestle in the match. And instead, they have Yo wrestling the match and i've never been, felt like i've been slapped in the face more than this by new japan i was like what what really <laughs> you went with him shota umino and i've said this multiple times is a different man out of ref pro <laughs> yeah. as in he is the star that they want him to be any other time and him and moxley's always fun together but uh the main event was a lot of fun amazing red was there yeah baby amazing red's awesome give him one more run please someone i know he's like doesn't wrestle as much anymore he just cares about hog but he should get one more run um, send him send him to tag league it's not world yeah. tag league but the junior tag league have him yeah. team up with i don't know robbie eagles that'd be cool <laughs> that'd be that crazy would be cool that would be really cool uh really but the good. match was a lot of fun um worth checking out if anyone gives a shit cool 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 see amazing red see amazing. moxley it's amazing red <laughs> jay white and during the match if i'm not mistaken john moxley versus uh jay white world champion versus world champion yeah it was pretty cool pretty uh cool. you said you also watched the tag match and the kickoff show of the rumble on 44th street it was mm-hmm. kylie ray and tiara james versus cosmic angels mina shirakawa and a uh, person who didn't know their choreography waka sukiyama uh, okay, yeah, she never knows. <laughs> what did you think of this match? I thought the I thought the Cosmic Age did really good. I was as a Stardom fan, I'm very happy for them. Um, I know it was big. They almost didn't make it, so the fact that they got to wrestle on the show um, was great. Waka was over. I, you know, these two, I was wondering about how much. Yeah, you know, fan. How much the fans would care, and Same. they they got them into it, which was really good. They played the babyface perfectly. Honestly, I walked out of this match saying, if you're gonna send anyone over consistently, it's probably gonna be the Cosmic Angels. Um, I mean, and to me, you you didn't send the best 
Cosmic Angels either, and they still work. So, yeah. um, Tara James, I know she's a local talent, so I she has like thirty matches to her name. Okay, yeah, um, she doesn't have a cage she, match here. No, she has like she's very there's there's something there, but she's still very very green, and Kylie Ray is still very good. So, she's always been good. I wish I, I would. I wish I know. Um, Kylie Ray has now been every fucking company possible, <laughs> except I for know. WWE. Um, you said you watched the New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Team Match. Uh, yeah. Versus Machine Guns won the titles <laughs> off of Aussie Open and beat Kevin Knight and DKC. I also heard not only was it a good match, but I also heard that Kevin Knight looked really good yeah. in this match. Yeah, Kevin Knight's a dude. Yeah, yeah baby, he's gonna he's gonna be good for them. Uh, I was impressed by him a lot. Uh, the times you got to see uh, Motor City Machine Guns and Aussie Open in there. Obviously, it was great. Um, mm-hmm. There's a chance you run it back, right? Battle in the Valley, I think, is coming up. Mm-hmm. They announced on the show, so that's a possibility. But you know what this really opens up? FTR versus Aussie Open, too. That's what this opens up. That's how I think it opens up. It opens yeah. up, It opens Aussie Open to win World Tag League. Yeah. Going to Wrestle Kingdom. That's what it sounds like. Ooh, and maybe, um, ooh, But also maybe Motorcycle Machine Guns in World Tag League? I mean, the Impact doesn't need them. Uh, they had the OJK, OGK beat them just to lose to Rhino and Heath. So, you know, I love that Chris Saban and Alex Shelley won the titles, though. I had no idea when I watched this, and I watched this day after. Yeah. And I was like... <laughs> it's a surprise. I was surprised to see that picture. I was like, whoa! Motor good, good, Great team. What a, An all-timer team that will always be underrated. What else did you watch from the show? You saw, obviously saw I watched the- Clark Connor versus Noru Suzuki. Yeah. yeah how, how did my boy yeah. Clark look in? This was Clark's first match back since Forbidden Door, a.k.a. the match that made him. Mm-hmm. And he had another match that made him. Him and Suzuki was great. Second best match on the show for me. Um, I think Clark Connors found something. Mm-hmm. He's found it. Yeah. Um, he's got a little, and this isn't because they look alike. He does have a hangman esque feature to him. Yeah. Like it, he's a very likable baby face. Um, that works. That, that feels like he works stiff. Works stiff. Bites with that fire that you kind of look for. Um, and it took Hangman a while too, mm-hmm. uh, to get there. And Minoru Suzuki had his working boots on, so that's good to see. That's good to see. He has to impress Ken Shamrock. Um, Mayu Itani versus Kylan King for the SWA Undisputed World Women's Title Match. Mayu, of course, won. Probably unsurprising, but how'd she look versus how? How did how did Kylan King look versus Mayu Itani? That's what I'm really interested about. Kylan King should be getting a phone call for a contract from a wrestling company after this match yeah at the very least she should Rossi. have after multiple matches by now at the but, very least work and start him a little bit more yeah i mean if she's willing to go and they want to bring her over i think she she fits because she's um she's tall she's very tall yep i realized in this match yep uh she is a good powerhouse and i think she'd be an interesting ad if stardom did want to bring over Someone, I don't think she's bad. I thought they had a really solid match. All things considered, first time working together. You know, it took a little for them to mesh because obviously they've never wrestled each other. Yeah. Probably the first time they met when Mayu got there. Plus translations and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. But they they did some good work here. 
Um, they should be proud. Mayu is as over as you'd hope. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the one that you put you send over there because people know her. But I do hope that when they send Stardom wrestlers over, they take some chances. Um, you don't always send the Mayu Iwatani. Well, it's we saw that a little bit with uh, Waka and Mina. Well, right? yes, but you also send Mayu Iwatani. Of course. Point. Well, like, yeah, you send, like you send you, that. Next time you send people, I think you send... I don't know, Micah, Hameka, and on their card talent, maybe, or, you know, just, I want to see how they translate. Put Tekla um, in there. Put Tekla in there. Tekla's a good one. Tekla will be a great one. I think she gets over instantly. Do Micah, Hameka, Tekla, and then also bring over. Yeah, just do a trios match. Also maybe? bring over Utami <laughs> as as uh, a singles, single star. Yeah, I'm very intrigued by when they bring over the main eventers. Mm-hmm how they react oh once once they bring in julia i'm scared she may never come back and then you saw do you you saw the main event did you also see the shingo match no i did shingo versus phantasma uh uh great stuff here i liked it better than the who's your daddy match the who's your daddy match yeah i liked it better than that i don't like it better than their g1 match i think still that's probably fair but it was a good way to end it Good way to end it. They did some crazy stuff here. You know, the New York City Street Fight or whatever the hell they called it. Mm-hmm. Um, Shingo won. They Shingo used mist, red and green mist. So that was great. Ooh, um, ooh. Uh, I, I think, I think really it's worth watching all these matches. But tag title match: Connor Suzuki, Mayu King, Shingo Fantasmo, and then the main event are all worth checking out. Yeah, the show currently has a six point eight six uh, with six votes on uh, on on cage match. I'm sure they'll get more. I think more. fight being terrible doesn't help. I, I heard that as well. That the fight feed uh, can't hear anything again on New Japan was bad. I mean, you stop doing New Japan and fight. I know why they do it, but man. And then, what do you think of the main? What do you think of the main event there for the? Oh, I thought the main event was match of the night. Awesome. It was. Four great wrestlers wrestling. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Okada were so much fun together. <laughs> um, Eddie Kingston had like this last stand moment where he's just chopping the shit out of both Juice and Jay, and and he even hits the back fist. But then Jay hits a low blow, hits the Blade Runner, wins the match. Um, Okada shockingly was the most overbred on the show. What I. Uh, I don't know if you saw me post that, but I posted his uh, AEW debut the other day because I was watching it. Mm-hmm. I was like, because I knew this was coming. I was like, you know, I remember that being pretty good. And I rewatched the clip and I was like, oh man, this is this is better <laughs> than I remember. This is great. Remember those days? Oh man, I wish. Uh, I love. Oh, and uh, we didn't even talk about it, but like Rampage has that like dream match coming up. Yes, the um, All Atlantic Dream Match is what it's being. Don't know how it's a dream match when we don't know who the champion is, but all right, buddy. We don't know who the champion not is. Going to be Luchasaurus. Well, oh, they're oh, having the triple threat. <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Dream match. Okay, so uh, Ray Phoenix versus Kanosuke Takeshi. Uh, I'm are, not getting that. People are also <laughs> people. Are, it could be Kanosuke. It's Suzuki, that's not bad. isn't it? Yeah, it's I, Suzuki, I I feel like yeah, it's going to be Suzuki. Uh, I think that's a that's the solid pick there. That's uh, okay with me. That ain't good rampage match. Good rampage. I don't. I didn't tell you this before we started the show. So I was at a wedding on Friday, um, and the wedding was in Connecticut. 
Um, did, you go to, did you go to Rampage? I did not go to Rampage because, again, I was at a wedding on Friday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows? It's just, this show starts at 10. Um, I was at a wedding on Friday. I was at a wedding on Friday. Uh, and on Saturday morning, when we were at the uh, airport, uh, I saw walking in front of me Trent Beretta. And then it, he he pointed someone. He looked over to the side, pointed at someone, and said, "Yo!" I looked over, and it was Jerry Lynn on his cell phone. <laughs> and I was like, "What the?" And I, I didn't realize that Rampage is in Connecticut, uh, uh, so I was like, "Huh? What the? What, what are they doing here?" And then uh, apparently they were all. Uh, it, we flew Southwest, but if we flew Delta, uh, we would have been yeah. on their. We would have been on their flight. Because uh, yeah, it was because at the end of the terminal was um, Trent and and Jerry and I presume other people. Uh, but we, I was like, I was like, what the? I turned to Jesse. That's I was like, funny. that's Jerry Lynn. That's Trent Brenner. What are they doing here? Um, yeah, but yeah, they were busy having a rampage. It's rampage, baby. Um, let's move on to Battle Autumn. Uh, it's the current tour happening in Japan for New Japan. And they have their final night of the tour happening this Saturday in Osaka Prefectural Gymnasium, the Ediana Arena in Osaka. Um, and it's like all tours, all final nights of tours, uh, we have a bunch of t- title matches. So let's get to it. First off, of course, uh, Aussie Open is going to be in action. Just says Aussie Open in action. We don't know what kind of match it's going to be there. We have the two... <laughs> We have two semifinals of the New Japan World Television to- Championship match. Um, two semifinal matches. Um, so Great Okan's not going to be in that one. I, you know, I, I, you and I, we we did not account for Keji Muto, Great Muta, to show up. Uh, did not count for that for Toriano and all that stuff. So that was disappointing. But we're going to get two semifinal matches for the World TV title at this show. We are having what's listed as a incredible tag match. Master Wato and Taiji Shimori versus El Desperado and Hiromu Takahashi. Um, so I think that is, uh, of course, this is the four-way for uh, Wrestle Kingdom that they're building towards. We have a match that may or may not be happening. The Never Openweight Championship match. Hikaleo versus Carl Anderson. Uh, so... If he can, if he can make the flight from Saudi Arabia to Osaka, Japan, you know maybe we'll see this match. But I'm doubting oh, it. I'm doubting you it. Know what it. Do you not know what it actually is? What I'm, I'm seeing. This is what it says on their website. What is it actually? Oh, so it's it's Hikaleo versus Huge. Oh, did it get changed finally? Yujiro said, "I want the belt." Hikaleo, Hikaleo, why are you bad? Let's wrestle. Ah, I see. So, so they're wrestling for the belt now. Remember when I suggested that, oh yeah, you just don't have Carl, I said this last week, you just don't have Carl and have another Bullet Club person there. I don't know, Juice or something? It wasn't Juice, it was Yujiro. You got got the huge, baby! (laughs) We know why it's not Juice, and we know why it is huge. We also have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. TJP and Francisco Akira uh, defending their titles for the second time against Bushi and Teton. Teton! They should move. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I can maybe see the title changing hands, and then that way you can have like TJP and Akira win the Junior Tag League. That's a classic, uh... classic New Japan booking style. 
So Did you say the IWGP tag match? Uh, there's no heavyweight tag match currently on there the show. There is though. What then? What is New Japan's website? Why does it suck? F- FTR said we're coming to Japan and we're te- defending these titles. Oh, then maybe it's day. versus Aussie Open because Aussie Open just says in action against Aussie Open. Oh, interesting. Because I think Aussie Open's match is specifically supposed to be separate. <laughs> interesting. Well, we'll find out, I guess, because this website I think it might be Cobb and Ocon. Who could have guessed that NJPW nineteen seventy two doesn't have the most up to date card? I know. But the main event's uh, main event's Fiber. Yeah, IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match. Will Osprey defending that title for the third time against Tetsuya Naito. Whoo, baby! One final match for the uh, Wrestle of the Year crown for Osprey. One yeah, more, uh, one more to write home his claim. Yeah, this um, is probably his last big singles. In New Japan, at the very least. Yeah, definitely in New Japan. He could definitely... You know, I was, I was talking about this with someone. I don't remember who. But he's about to have a lot of free time. Yeah. Like, for the rest of the year. He should just come over. Yeah, if he's not working world... We don't know the World Tag League participants, I don't believe, yet. It's probably not him. Yeah, if he... <laughs> if it, Assumingly, it's not him. He has a lot of free time. He has a lot more singles matches he could do over in America. So, uh, singles, tag, anything. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. AW's right there. AW's right there. Uh, oh, this, it look, looks, I'm like also looking at 1972. They have to actually have these semifinal matches line up complete as of today, this morning. It is going to be Evil versus Zack Sabre Jr., uh, which is also, of course, going to be at this Battle Autumn show. Evil versus Zack Sabre Jr. Your head's tilted. I'm tilting because I'm reading the tournament. Oh. Uh, <laughs> reading the, I'm reading the tournament of names. All right. uh, and the other name, which is going to be Sonata versus Ren Narita. Ren Narita beat Ishii, then beat Yano. Goddamn uh, right. Who's who's on who's on track here? Sonata, you, you ruined this. I will kill you. They didn't do Kenta versus Ren Narita. I'm already upset about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but Sonata makes sense. We were, pra- we were saying he has good stuff yeah. in the short sprints. The Azume yeah. of uh, of New Japan. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ren Narita. Um, that was going to be my match of the week. Ren Narita and Tomohiro Ishii. Because hey. it uh, was awesome. Kicked ass. <laughs> Kicked ass. It was a it, good match. Uh, Shibata's been reborn, officially. Um, yeah. This guy is so good already. It, he is so good. Um, yeah, man. He's... Uh, He's gotta he's gotta be in that match with Zach. They just gotta let them let them cook. Let them do the damn thing. <laughs> I'm excited for it. But yeah, that's Battle Autumn that's happening this Saturday. Should be a pretty good show. All all you know, it's uh, it's I mean, the main event should be excellent. Main event should be excellent. We ha- it's the that show, and then of course we have historic crossover after that, and then we're getting into World Tag League, uh junior tag league stuff as well. We have our historic crossover card, I think. Yeah, we got more matches announced for it, for sure. Muda. Muda's Again. in there. Muda's showing up every, all over the place. Remember when he said he had five matches left? And now he's like 2,100. He, fi- he had five pay-per-views left. Mm-hmm. Five pay-per-views named after his ass. For, no- for Noah. <laughs> yeah. My God, this guy is never going to stop. Yeah. And then, uh, then once we have historic crossover, which will be happening on November 20th. 20th. 
we have World Tag League and Junior Tag League up until basically the end of the year. Um, yeah, uh, December 14th, then road two Road 2 shows for the Tokyo Dome, and then January 4th. Alex Coughlin announced he's going to be in World Tag League. Mm-hmm. They're, That's oh, all he said. They're, they're, they're making me want to watch World Tag League every once in a while, at the very least, just to see, because they're loading up with uh, American talent. Alex Coughlin, yeah, Leo Rush. Leo Rush. You know, the rush is in junior tag, obviously. But. Yeah, but uh, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe He's in li- chaos now. Maybe lifeblood. You know, Bandito and Juice. You know, you never know. You never know. Uh, Mark Haskins is probably available. <laughs> What's he doing? He was on the uh, OTT show yesterday that no one watched. Yeah, good for him. Anyways, <laughs> do we want to talk Crown Jewel or do we just want to end the show? I'm okay not talking about it. I don't even know what's happening with Crown Jewel. Okay, well, then we'll quickly discuss it. It's in Saudi Arabia. Let's preview the show, and I'm going to say don't watch the show because I don't like Saudi Arabia shows. But let's preview it anyways. Uh, I'm going to watch it. They're they're non-kayfabe shows anyways. We're not non-kayfabe, non-storyline shows. They're non-canonical. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I know they are non-canonical. I remember when people said that they're like, "Oh yeah, these are just non-canonical shows." It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. There's title matches happening. Yeah, title switches. Did, like, there's title like, switches. Uh, Triple H versus yeah. people. Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker and Kane. Remember that? I haven't seen that match by the way. I've never seen that match. That's probably a good You're thing. Lucky. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. Uh, your 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 uh, image of Shawn Michaels has been saved. Praise. Praise the Lord. You know the JoJo Siwa video game? All right, let's go. There's a JoJo Siwa video game? <laughs> Crown Jewel. I'll quickly go through it. We don't have to do a big breakdown. It's Saudi Arabia. I don't really care oh, about the show. Yeah, every match. Oh, yeah. Like here we go. At least. Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross Steel cage match. Bad. Do you think a strap will be involved in this match at all again? Bad. <laughs> More of a question. Not really, but I guess that works as Terrible. an answer. Uh, singles match. Here we go. Omos versus Braun Strowman. Awful. <laughs> Oof, we're be. going for we're going for dud territory there. Appreciate it. <laughs> Six man tag team match. If he can make it, Carl Anderson, <laughs> Luke Gallows, and AJ Styles versus Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Finn Balor. Who gives a Shit. Who is gonna have? Who is gonna put more effort into this match, Dominic Mysterio or Luke Gallows? The sad thing is, Dominic Mysterio is putting in effort. He's just really bad. There we go. I guess that's the answer. Uh, Raw tag team title and SmackDown tag team title match: The Usos versus the Brawling Brutes, oh. Butch and Ridge Holland. That's pretty good. Um, I mean, the Usos win as long as Jay's more Usy. Uh, singles match. This is actually slap. Uh, I'm excited for this one. Brock Lenzer versus Bobby Lashley. Oh, I forgot Brock was wrestling on this show. Saudi Arabia, man. Uh, of course he's wrestling. What are we talking about? Uh, that that should be fun. Brock's winning, but that should be fun. Yeah, totally. He's totally winning that. Brock match, hasn't but... won in like a decade. He needs to. Win. He actually needs to win. Yeah, he needs to get that win back. Uh, and then of course your main event. WWE title and WWE Universal title match. Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. I wonder how they're going to fake injure Sami Zayn so he can't go, since obviously he can't go to these shows. Like, you know, he's not allowed. Yep. I'm sure they're going to, like, fake hurt him this week. 
Yeah, this show is on Saturday, so they could do something on SmackDown to write them off. Yeah, SmackDown's taped, so we could just figure that out, I'm sure. Oh, it is taped, isn't it? Well, I guess I can look that up real quick. Let's see. Let's see. Does anyone care yeah, if I spoil look. Sami Zayn? Uh, to be exact, SmackDown. <laughs> oh, I got it. it. does have a match. Oh, I got it for you right now. Oh, hit Right me. here. Uh, Liv Morgan defeated Sonya Deville in a no DQ match. I don't think that's what you asked. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, LA Knight defeated Ricochet. The real life relationship between ring announcer Samantha Urban and Ricochet was part of the story here. It's Knight hit on Urban before the match. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. The Usos were in the ring to say that after they retain their titles at Crown Jewel, they'll be the longest reigning tag champs in WWE history. That brought out the team that currently holds that record, the New Day, to say they'll be waiting for their old rivals if they win in Saudi. The number one contenders came out to brawl like the Brutes are, but Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa ran in to even the odds, and the bloodline stood tall, so they did nothing. <laughs> so they did nothing? They just He just won't be at the show? Yep. Um, and Braun Strowman beat five wrestlers. Great. <laughs> and Gunther versus uh, Rey Mysterio happened. So, something to look forward to. That's something to look forward to. Um, and that's Crown Jewel. I don't care about the show. Saudi Arabia. That's don't watch Crown it. Jewel. But Logan Paul's probably going to cook, folks. Yeah, so how long do you think that Logan Paul match is going to be? How much talking do you think is going to be in it? 20 minutes. Okay, so I'm going to go over. Yeah, so over under 20 minutes. I'm going over. I'm going over 20 minutes. I'm going to say 30. <laughs> 30 minute class Jesus. epic. I don't know if they can get him to wrestle 30 minutes. No, that's what the talking is for. Is that's Jake what Roman... Paul going to be there? No. Doesn't he have a boxing match that day or something? He like that? today. Yesterday. Oh, was it today? Yesterday? Oh, then he could be there. That's a possibility. To even the odds. Yeah. Um, you can have him punch Solo Sokoa. They, they, they know that no one watches the Saudi shows. Which is why it's like, hey, Brock's here. Hey, Logan Paul is a title match. Don't look at the rest of the card. Hey, Carl Anderson. Oh, oh sorry. did you say Bailey versus Bianca? No, I did not. Thank you. Bailey That's versus the last Bianca. Women's standing match. Mm-hmm. That's not a great. Um, that's not a great stipulation know. for Saudi Arabia. Oh Jesus. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know if anyone feels the same way I do, but I always feel so uncomfortable for them when they have to wrestle there i i always do i hate like i hate this i hate it makes it. me squirmy i hate the saudi arabia shows i despise them i they're I not like redeemable shows i don't like them don't like that they're having them don't like that they do them don't like that carl anderson's leaving <laughs> to get that paycheck uh anyways Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. What a way to end the show by dunking on KSA. Um, Scotty, you already said your match of the week, but do you want to say any of your plugs? No. All right. Well, you can find Scotty. I'll plug you. You can find Scotty at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter. Yeah, uh, go try. See what happens. Yeah. I'm sh- well, I'm sure you're going to reactivate probably this week, right? I wish I could. I wish I'm probably gonna react in like five minutes, but I should just delete it. Call it a day. Well, I need I need someone to retweet my <laughs> my Ring Post Radio tweets. Uh, <laughs> um, my match of the week then is going to be Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus FTR. 
because we didn't really talk about it too much, but that match was also really, really good. I really enjoyed that match as well. Um, FTR, again, great great tag team wrestlers. Uh, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee, great tag team wrestlers. I love what they're doing with that team. I want to see more of it. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Knight. So you can follow the whole show at CountOutPod. Um, subscribe to the show. If, you haven't, if you're not a subscriber, if you're just listening to this for the first time, if you're watching this on Twitter or whatever, and you're like, hey, I want to listen to the show more often, there's a little QR code there. Uh, it won't lead you to the theme lore, but it will lead you to uh, Red Circle, where you can download the show, subscribe to the show, wherever. iTunes, Apple iPad, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Music Store, Spotify, we're everywhere. Just listen to our show and subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. Join the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash countoutpod. Get a bunch of other stuff. We're going to have a new episode of Ryan Hasn't Seen Anything Tomorrow. Um, so go check that out. Do I know what the match is going to be? Um, Do you know? I can tell you it is going to be is it this one. Is, it this, is this the match? Or did this one already come out? Uh, no, that match already came out. So it will probably be this match, which is Minoru Suzuki versus Takeshi Segura. It is going to be that match from Noah, celebrating Noah this week, of course. Uh, that's we are what, Noah. We are Noah. We are the Noah Bounty Hunters. Did anyone win that? Uh, <laughs> I didn't. It's upsetting that we never did. Never heard anything from Nasawa. Anyways. We'll see everybody next week for Ring Post Radio. Until then, goodbye, everybody. This has been a Count Out Podcast.